hello 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 my friends hello my friends welcome back to the random show episode number one 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 it should be is it one 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 maybe one eleven who knows regardless of whatever it is hopefully you are well wherever this little live stream maybe finding you in podcast after the fact welcome back to the random show hope you are well wherever you are big up everybody in the stream chat hanging in there waiting for me again apologies for the lateness but this time i was way earlier than i usually am so i guess i deserve some kind of pat on the back not a full pat on the back but like a partial pat on the back maybe a little pat on the top of the bum you know a little little bum so my bum little jiggles you know that girl on twitter everyone's staring where her body jiggles every time she moves maybe i deserve one of those ones a little tap on the butt top of my bum just as words of encouragement but yeah big up everybody in the stream chat appreciate all of you um what we're saying here caseload moses telling me not to be late but i'm here anyway so big up caseload moses robert miller saying a picture of chris looks like he's on a six-week meth bender and he hasn't had a wink of sleep yeah those pictures i think are being grossly grossly edited by the guys and legends over on the fire and the kids subreddit and obviously on the crystally on uncensored or whatever maybe those guys are really smashing up the sense you know the the flipping the contrast on his pictures which is kind of justifiable because he looks kind of creepy anyway day to day and if you add some photoshop skills here and there you can make him look quite ghoulish um david h there diddle me this what's creepier than a groomer who fights back against his victims oh what's what's creepier than a groomer who fights back against his victims an old man who says his victims are lying brian callan that's more creepier um which is saying is today's birthday stream or are you still doing that tomorrow oh yeah shit forgot to do that didn't i i don't know probably not tomorrow to be completely fair if i do this late then i probably won't be up in time to do a live stream i'm not gonna lie um so probably not tomorrow i don't know when i'll do it maybe i'll do it on saturday or something it doesn't matter if it's on the day or anything it's not too bothering um maybe i'll do it on a saturday or something that may be a bit of a move so yeah um tbc on that one but yeah probably saturday not tomorrow i don't think so but probably saturday we'll get that sorted out so yeah if you want to join the, the stream on that one i'll probably be doing little calls and shit and we could jump on fucking um voice chat on um on discord and we could all kind of have a little you know have a little um have a little powwow and shit so yeah i'll update people on the discord of course yes of course i will um everyone in the stream chat big up diddlers always look like a, di a diddler dsp's got a new bubble below yep i'm gonna be talking about that led you read my mind you read my mind um joe rogan is claiming that chris Elias diddled his dog marshall <laughs> i'd love that if you said that to be fair that'd be awesome but yeah um many things to cover today man it's quite a gem pack one i'm not gonna lie many things have happened some stuff in the no jump universe we need to kind of get over also but of course we need to start off with this really strange video that's doing around it's going viral and this guy's using it as promotion and stuff i don't know why but the legend the legend the legend the legend the legend that is um matt rife has put together this pretty interesting clip taken from his latest show and it features a very inebriated guy from SWAT um a Scott you know what I don't know assaulting him on stage I don't know what he's doing but let's play out this clip because this clip is pretty hilarious <laughs> I pulled it from TikTok but let's see what you guys think about this right Matt Rife on stage the guy who I think Brendan Shaw was funnier than and I'll definitely die on that hill I think Brendan Shaw was a far better stand-up than Matt Rife I don't care what anyone says but let's see the clip and let's see this very interesting interaction between these two Hollywood elites 
All right, hey, one handsome motherfucker at a time, dog. Did you have some fun? I ain't got jokes like this motherfucker right here. I'm a far more. He is so fucked. And that's the thing about people that look like him, right? This Shamar Moore guy, right? He's the nigga from SWAT. I watch SWAT from time to time. It's fucking horrendous, right? It's really bad. Think of CSI. Think of worse. That's what SWAT is. It's fucking horrible. And he plays this, you know, fucking Batman type figure in that <laughs> in that show, right? He's got a bulletproof vest on with fucking no t-shirt underneath. Like crazy guy. But he also keeps himself in very good nick. I think in general, right, people like this, I've always seen, I don't know if you guys agree with this, guys who really are in the gym, like legitimately in the gym, who work out a lot, take care of themselves, are always eating chicken and white rice and broccoli, drinking shakes, drinking egg yolks in the morning and stuff like crazy, running 10 miles a day, on it hard. Yeah, TRT, of course, included a little bit of sprinkling, maybe some acai bowls to keep them nice and lean. When they drink, they get so so drunk so quickly and that's a real telling part of me knowing that they're actually strict day to day you can tell they're strict like when a guy actually goes to the gym and works out and actually is committed to making sure that he's always got six-pack abs when he's like 60 he has one beer he has one tall boy he has one mimosa one caprina one you know whatever moscow mule whatever they get loopy so quickly so i'm pretty sure this guy is only like a couple beers in and he's slurring, he's all over the place because Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday, six months out of the year, he's only eating white rice, boiled chicken, broccoli with a bit of sriracha as he's like mayo or sriracha is like his cheese. That's his treat, a little bit of sriracha or a couple of, you know, um, a bagel with like, a, you know, some scrambled eggs on top. No egg, no egg, no egg yolks, only whites, like super clean so that when they do eat, when they do drink something crazy and they go a bit off the rails, they go fucking loopy and they don't know what to do. This is exactly what you see here. He's absolutely fucked. For the first time tonight, I'm seeing him live in person, like a lot of us, I'm sure. For the first time, but I've been watching him, me and my girl, my baby mama. And, I, and my girl comes to me and she's like, Shamar, you're the sexiest motherfucker in the world, Jenny. you're the father of my daughter, but I want to fuck Matt right. <laughs> huh what so now i understand now i understand brendan's humor i get it now for a long period of time brendan shaw and brian callan's humor all the dick jokes all the fucking of the men jokes all the gay jokes all the you know you're married and you got kids and children but you're flipping looking at pictures of fucking random instagram models on a podcast that's that's viewed by hundreds and thousands if not millions of people and you're commenting lustfully on these people's pages and videos not embarrassed not shy not a little bit cringed out by commenting on random people online so all this sort of really yeah that's what i think that's a word seven all this really juvenile infantile stuff that you would have done when you was a kid it's all making sense now. This is what they all do. They all do it. This is what they all do. And it's hella cringe. I'm not going to lie. Hella, hella fucking cringe. Oh. <laughs> 
Getting on stage and admitting your wife, girlfriend, baby mother, whoever wants to fuck the comedian on stage, like a bragging thing, is weird. What does that mean? Is he going to be in the corner jacking off? Is he going to be in the corner jacking off, strangling a cat? Is he going to be in the corner with the kid on his phone as they're both fucking? What is going on? Or Eddie D, this is Shamar Moore. He's an actor. He's in SWAT. Don't you guys know what SWAT is? Or am I, or am I going crazy? Don't you guys who know Shamar Moore is? Let's get up on here. I think it's, Sh- I think it's Shamar Moore. That's it. Yeah, this guy. You don't know who this guy is? This actor? He, he used to be a he used to be a video vixen. He used to be he used to be a male video vixen back in the day also. But he's in a TV series called SWAT. Oh yeah, he was on Criminal Minds also. This is the things he's been in. Look, TVs and shows. Let's see the TV shows. Let's see if you recognize him from here, Eddie D, and other people in the stream chat. If you recognize him, this is stuff he's been in. He's been in SWAT, Criminal Minds, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Young and Restless, Sonic Hedgehog Two. He's in Brothers, Soul Train. The Bounce Back, Motives, Justice League War, Motives 2, <laughs> all the blockbusters, Mama Flora's Family, <laughs> Never Too Big, Birds of Prey, The Nanny, Moesha, that's a legendary show, if you know, if you know, you know, Justice League, Dark Apocalypse, Animation, he's in the Justice League with the teens, he's a voice in Reign of Superman, he's a voice in Death of Superman, Seat Filler, Justice League Throne Animation, a movie called How to Marry a Billionaire. Don't you know Shamar Moore? Come on, man. Look at all these luscious hits. Some of these don't even have cover images. <laughs> but he looks more... But I'm more familiar with him because of SWAT. I've been watching it recently because I had literally nothing to watch on, on online. So don't judge me. But I've been watching this show called SWAT that he's in, where essentially he's, you know, the head of some SWAT division. It looks like that. He's got a dyed goatee and shit. And it looks like that. I've been watching this. That's why I'm more familiar with it. And the th- the funny thing is, the the funny thing about this is that if I'm not mistaken, didn't SWAT get cancelled? So that might explain why he's getting so fucked up at a comedy show. I swear, yeah, say he got cancelled, yeah. So SWAT got cancelled. He assumed it was going to go on forever and ever, and he's probably really tight about it and pissed off and kind of drinking his, you know, drowning his sorrows with some booze. Hence why he got on stage with Matt Rife and tried to fuck him on stage. Makes all the sense now, doesn't it? Now it makes all the sense. It's because I like seeing motherfuckers win. I like seeing motherfuckers win. And this, and this, this young white boy, who wants to say nigga so bad, <laughs> he does all his friends are black. <laughs> but he can't say it, because he'll get cast. But when he comes to my house, I'm going to say, get it out of your system. Nigga, nigga, nigga. What the fuck is going on here? God almighty. I'd rather listen to the golden hour. I'm here is because I've never met this man. I just watched him on YouTube and I was like, you know, this motherfucker's... First of all, going to a comedy club, heckling a comedian as a celebrity, then going, get on on stage and taking the microphone out of the fucking mic stand and talking. And having your moment in the flip on stage is such an actor thing to do. That is such a narcissistic, all the attention has to be on me type of view. It's a comedian show. Let him have his reign. Wave in the crowd or something. Shout something out in the audience. You don't need to get on stage. You don't need to take the mic out of the fucking mic stand and try and command it like it's your show. Like, let the guy have his time, man. I'm not a fan of the Matt Rife kid, but what the fuck is this? 
I don't know if this is the middle of the show, end of the show, beginning of the show, but this is kind of, kind of tasteless, lacking in class a little bit. It's There's no like professional dignity there, no, or respect or something. Like, sit down in your seat. What the fuck are you doing on stage? I know I invited you here, wave to the crowd, show them your abs or something, do a little fucking R&B dance and then get back, on, get back into the audience. Why are you giving us a fucking TED talk? And he's pretty. And, and also, like, pretty people ain't supposed to be fun. Kevin Hart is not pretty. He's short and he's funny. Chris Tucker, motherfucking damn! Okay? Dave Chappelle is rich as fuck. He's not Chef. pretty. True. I'm pretty, goddamn. Nah. The moment he took the microphone out of the stand is when it all went to shit. You saw Matt Rife's face kind of change. Did you have some fun? See, he took command of the whole thing. He kind of alphaed him out a bit there, right? That's some real light-skinned boy energy. That's 30 years plus in the industry energy. Listen, boy. <laughs> and plus, this is like this is like his audience also, Shamar's audience. These are all these middle-aged women who are good, big fans of Matt Ryan. I think he's cute. He obviously likes middle-aged women also, you'd imagine. Fucking hell, man. Absolute horror show. But big up Matt Ryan for handling it like an absolute G, to be honest. Um, he didn't make a deal out of it, but I would have been a bit annoyed. I'm not going to lie. To have goatee-less... Um, sleeveless skinny jean wearing Shamar Moore on the stage getting in front of my audience doing whatever he's doing is really strange to be fair he kind of dogged him out in a little bit but you know he rode with it he rode with it but yeah none of my business none of my blood clot business next we have to quickly talk about this please you have to um, Dark Side Phil DSP got himself a couple of new bubble machines as improvements for the stream whilst wings of redemption and boogie are out here trying to get as far away from level one as possible by improving their lives by getting healthy and all that malarkey dave Chappelle thought the dave Chappelle, um <laughs> what's his name phil brunel thought the best thing to do dsp thought the best thing that he could do was go out and get some bubble machines that's how he's kind of trying to escape the accusations of being on level one by getting some fucking bubble machines. Can you believe it? Can you? Let's see. Let's play this. Let's play this. Big up Snort Hogan. Come on, are you going to work? There we go. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Snort. Last night, a fan of mine contacts me and says, Phil, I've been following your streams recently and I saw... I swear to God, DSP might have the... might have the... He might have the most annoying voice of any streamer or content creator I've ever heard in my entire life. Sam, so a fan of mine, so a fan of mine, guys. Like that voice is 
painful, bro. And he doesn't shut up. Six days a week, content creation. Full-time content creator, 14-year career. And he sounds like that. Jesus Christ, a horror. Uh, that you had mentioned something interesting that you may want for your streams. And just so you know, I think it's a good idea. And I would like to offer this to you. It's edited slightly. There's a slight picture. Don't get me wrong. But this is what it actually sounds like. And look at that face also. That's a face only a mother could love, isn't it? Fucking hell. The snort sacks. Look at those. Jesus Christ. This guy allegedly is 41 years old, you know. Would you believe that? He's 41 years old. He looks 60. Shit. <clears throat> really? <clears throat> like, yes, I would actually like to offer you something that would improve your streams. Would it be all right if I got it for you? All right? And I said, I guess. I don't see why not. Also, why does he always lie about fans sending him stuff instead of just saying he bought it himself? Why would a random fan be at home thinking, oh, I know what I should do. Buy Phil some random kiddie fucking bubble guns. No one would think that. He obviously was out on his day off on flipping Wednesday. He passed by a shop and saw them and thought, yeah, let me buy them. That's clear as day because these are the sort of type of things you imagine they get, you know, they get pushed when you're in um, shopping malls. The vendors in the middle of the shopping mall will be like, you know, selling them because, you know, it's the summertime get kids to play around them and shit so you probably saw one of them saw a bunch of five-year-olds around this vendor selling these bubble machines and the first thing the 40 year old man that looks like he's 64 that'll be perfect for my streams he clearly bought it for himself but he keeps lying that he got sent by a fan you didn't get sent by a fan you're lying and by the way this is a fan you know they've been uh, they've ordered something for me before so they kind of you know they i know that they're trustworthy it's not like some asshole who says i'm going to send you something i open it up and there's like a loaf inside you know what i mean like a like the other the bad loaf, they're not gonna mail me loaf. They're gonna mail me something good. Scott so I said, "All right, <clears throat> sure, why not?" <clears throat> so I agree, and they say, "Okay, well, I'm glad because I ordered it for you, and it's coming tomorrow." And I was like, "Really? Like, yeah, ordered it off Amazon, and you know, Amazon shipping in yeah. my area is super quick because I live in Seattle, well, the outskirts of Seattle." And Seattle is the hub for Amazon. This is actually the part of the country where everything starts. So you order something off Amazon in this area, you can get it sometimes same day. Yo. by the next day. Big up in in regards to Francis Ngannou, out of the three African kings, Usman and Adesanya, I view him as the most intelligent despite spending his childhood in the sand mines. Yo, big up that Indian dude. Appreciate the $10 super chat, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'd, I'd go as far as that, I'd say. Maybe in terms of his brain and stuff i think he's more wise than actually intelligent he's just got loads of life experience so maybe he didn't go to traditional he didn't go for traditional schooling whatever it may be but i think because he legitimately has one of the most interesting journeys of all athletes i've heard in maybe recent years in terms of just him getting to fucking europe in the first place was fucking crazy so that maybe makes him more wise because of the things he's kind of had to be, what, what he's kind of experienced, who he's seen, the things he's seen, the things he's passed along throughout the entirety of his life, for sure, I think would make him more wise than super intelligent. But for sure, out of those three guys, he's definitely got his head screwed on right. But I think, if anything, all three have anyway. They all handle losses really well. They carry themselves amazingly. Maybe you think they're a bit corny, especially um, when it comes to um, Usman and fucking, um, what's his name? Kamara Usman and um, Israel maybe most they're two 
bit corny, but I think they all kind of carry themselves really well. They're real credit to Africa. So big up my fellow African brothers. All right. So I'm like, wow, well, this is kind of cool. I hope you didn't send me a loaf. He said, no, I didn't send you a loaf. I sent you this thing that I thought would be very helpful for the streams. So ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce something to the stream, something new. All right. It arrived yesterday and I'm excited to introduce it. By the way, this is a mature adult with a business degree. All right. There's someone else's idea. I'm not going to lie. Someone else came up with this idea. It was not mine. Of course it's not yours. You don't have any ideas. You're fucking DSP. The, the whole point of a DSP is to never have ideas. You sit there, wait for fan interaction, wait for them to give you information, wait for them to handhold you through games, to suggest names for shows. Like everything is fan, 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 because you're dumb as fuck and have no ideas of your own and you're lazy. So yeah, for sure it's not your idea. All right. But I feel like I can uh, I can debut it now. And it would be something interesting and fun for the streams. All right. We'll definitely add something. And uh, I wonder what it could be. What the, ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! Yeah, the, the, screens, the green screen is getting on my nerves a bit. Let me see if I can find one without a green screen. This is from Snort Hogan. He uploads clips with that effect on it. Let's see if I can find one without a green screen effect. Uh, who's got one here? Bubble Machine. Someone must have one here without the fucking flickering. Does anyone clip it without the flickering here? Snort Brunel, no, no. Someone must have it. No one's having it. I guess not then. There we go. Is that the one? Yeah, there we go. Let's see this one. This should be the one. But guys, we're an hour. Come and skip through. Give me the snort machine. Oh, now it's in black and white. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like a like the other the bad loaf. They're not gonna mail me loaf. They're gonna mail me something good. So I said, all right. All I'm right. Sure. Why not? Why not? <clears throat> So I agree. I agree. And they say, okay, well, I'm glad because I ordered it for you and it's coming tomorrow. And I was like, really? Like, yeah. Ordered it off Amazon. And the you know, Amazon shipping in my area is super quick because I live in Seattle. Well, the outskirts of Seattle. And Seattle is the hub for Amazon. This is actually the part of the country where everything starts. So you order something off Amazon in this area, you can get it sometimes Ooh, same day. special. by the next day. Well done. All right? Congratulations. So like, wow. Well, this is kind of cool. Super Hope cool. Hope you didn't send me a loaf. He said, no, I didn't send you a loaf. I sent you this thing that I thought would be very helpful for the streams. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce something to the stream, something new. All right? It arrived yesterday, and I'm excited to introduce it. All right? This is someone else's idea. I'm not going to lie. Someone else came up with this idea. It was not mine. All right? But I feel like I can... Uh... He's rocking so much on the XY, on the XY axis, isn't it? Fucking hell, the rocking is non-stop, like, just sit in one position, you fucking freak. I can debut it now, and it will be something interesting and fun for the streams, alright? We'll definitely add something, <laughs> and, uh, I wonder what it could be. What the, ah! Ah! <laughs> Permanently stuck on level ah! one. And he's, he's, he's firing off this little gun machine with all the bubbles inside his little snort fort and then glancing over at the chat to make sure the chat are having as much fun as him and it might send him over some shekels. What an absolute redact. Oh, my God. Holy shit. 
That's a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a bubble gun. That was pretty awesome. And that was like half a second of holding it down. The, the bubble gun is amazing. All right. Look, look how happy he is. He's genuinely over the moon. He legitimately thinks this makes him look cool or funny or something. Sir, you're 41 years old. Especially with, you know, in contrast with what Wings and Boogie did, flying all the way from their homes all the way to the UK to box, you know, taking off their shirts and shit, exposing themselves to the world, embarrassing themselves in some degree, but also earning a lot of people's respect. And here you are, in contrast, at home in your snort fort, buying yourself bubble machines as an incentive to people to what? To tip him. Because for sure, this ain't going to be free. Let's, let's make that for sure. If this is free, I'm going to be shocked. There's some sort of monetary incentive tied to these flipping machines. Before, he would do the individual bubbles and it'd be like, a, if you do 100 likes, but for sure, this is going to be a tip. I'm, I'm for sure of it. This is going to be like, if you give him five, $5, he's going to, I don't know, press it down for five seconds or something. Definitely money involved in this shit. It is absolutely amazing. There's a catch to it. This thing uses a lot of bubble juice. That's the bubble juice it came with. And it uses a lot of bubble juice. Bubble juice. Bubble juice. Why do you keep smoking? Look at his fucking mouth. He's so annoying, man. I fucking hate this guy. So <laughs> I if I even like hold it down for more than half a second, this thing starts shooting out like dozens and dozens of bubbles all over the place. He legitimately might be the only person on social media or on the internet that makes content that I legitimately hate and who I wish no good thing happened to. You know everybody else you wish good goodwill you know, you'll get over it. You'll figure it out. He's the only person, content creator, I think, out there who I legitimately hate. Legit. He's so unlikable. And it was funny because I, I tried it yesterday for the first time. And Kat says, wow, that's really good, but be careful because you're in a room with a bunch of electronics. And if you go crazy, right, you might end up, like, soaking all your electronics in bubbles. And, you know, and also, you know, it gets everywhere. You got to be careful. And I'll... <laughs> Yeah, his wife told him what? You gotta be careful of the bubbles. <laughs> oh, this guy's not real. He's not fucking real. He can't be real. I was like, oh, okay. And it was actually funny. Cause yesterday I'm talking with my moderator team, okay? Where do you talk to your moderator team? Where do you speak to them, Phil? Do you have a secret Discord? Are you finally ex exposing yourself again? And I told him, hey guys, guess what? I got something new for the streams tomorrow. And they go, oh, no, Phil, is this a setup? I was like, what are you talking about? They go, oh, did someone send you a gun that looks like a handgun so you put it on stream and everyone will look and think that you have a gun on stream and try to get you banned from YouTube? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see. Oh, my fucking God, man. He's surrounded by legit dent heads. Legit dent heads you're surrounded by. Your whole mod team wear helmets at home and then not to ride a bike. This is an authentic Glock, and uh, I'm got, now I'm going to be banned from YouTube because this is such a dangerous weapon, all right? You can't send your kids to my streams because I'm weaving firearms. <laughs> okay, so what it is... The constant glancing over at the chat to make sure people are sending you money fucking infuriates me as well, by the way. Looks like an alien blaster, doesn't it? It kind of looks like the alien blaster from, like, Fallout. But just to show you how crazy good this is, watch this. Ready? Look at the face. Look at his face. Look at his face. 
That's a lot of bubble. Look dude. at his actual face. Look Ladies how happy he is. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the dual wield bubble guns. Yes, the. It's not fire. Oh, here we go. The dual wield bubble guns. That's what I'm talking about here on DSP Gaming, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my. I'm soaked. Dude, there's bubbles everywhere. <laughs> it went absolutely everywhere on my setup. That's right. I'm a Kimbo bubble, baby. Yeah. Woo. This nigga needs to get run over by a fucking semi-truck or something, man. Legit. All right. I dare you to say I'm still on level one now. But anyway, I have to now get a tissue and clean because, like, the bubbles went everywhere. Like, they're seriously all over my desk here. Which is what I was... Honestly, that's what I was afraid of. It was the bubble guns like this. Is Jasper terrified of the bubble gum? Asked Barrel Shroud. I shot the bubbles yesterday downstairs, and he was just like, whoa, whoa, like, like looking all around. I don't think he's scared of it. At the same time, it definitely, he's like, what the hell is that? This guy can't be legit. I don't think it's... I don't think this is... Like... I, obviously it's a real person but do, do you understand that there's people like this operating outside in the real world looking after or maintaining a household with a kid that's a cat <laughs> looking after a family this man's 41 years of age fucking hell mate what an absolute spanner but yeah dsp's got some new bubble guns um he's probably going to incentivize them in some sort of monetary scheme to get more money out of his dent heads um, he's now pretending and lying that someone sent it to him as a donation or something because they love him, which is always bullshit. <sighs> it never ends with that guy. It never fucking ends. Um, but yeah, man. It never ends. It never fucking ends. Anyway, moving on from that one. We're going to mention this. Big up the person on the Fire and the Kids subreddit who made this, actually. You're a fucking legend. But I'm just wondering in general... Um, it says a uh, comedy mothership what about daughtership which is fucking hilarious and obviously most of us know that boat has definitely sailed now if he wanted to go to perform at flipping joe's club because he did sound kind of upset crystalia that he wasn't performing there every time they mentioned the club he sounded a little bit you know sad he'd get a little bit moody and whatnot maybe because he feels like joe rogan owes him to come on the show and defend himself because they used to be friends blah 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 anyway long story short some people in my comments have been saying for the clip that I put up about my reaction to the Rolling Stone article. And it kind of bummed me out what they've been saying. And it was kind of true, to be fair, having thought about it. This is all really nothing in it, really. Outside of all the kind of hullabaloo of the article dropping, most of it was stuff we already kind of knew due to the documentary and other bits and pieces of people posting up online. And none of it really, if you think about it, was illegal. Apart from the instances where he spoke to an underage person, nothing actually happened. So I'm wondering if you're in the comments and you're in the chat and you know more about law and stuff, is there anything that he could actually be charged for? That's a really crazy thing. He could actually get away with this and just go back to normal. So it's embarrassing, of course, people saying what they're saying. It's humiliating. You know, you've been exposed because you're doing this stuff in the dark and stuff and that's all come to light. But will it actually make any difference whatsoever? That Rolling Stone article. Will Crystalia actually have to face any, you know, um, consequences when it comes to the courts and whatnot? I don't think so. Because I don't think there's anything in those accounts that is legitimately 
illegal or that he's broken i don't know like all all my all my mistaken is he a creep is he a pedo in my eyes yeah for sure but is he a pedo by law no does it mean if you speak to a girl who's underage but you don't pursue it after she tells you what age she is does that make you a pedo technically by law i don't think it does some most of these girls that had accounts about him especially the ones that detailed it they all said they all got they had a relationship with him as well i don't know i don't know it's just it just bummed me out a bit. i was thinking man these guys really get away with murder in it and they still complain they get away with everything and they still complain so what people what are people, what people saying in the chat do you guys think so i think he's gonna get away with it personally illegal is not the point says ray the girls exposing him for being a creep is the point fair but i would just want to see some real life consequences i feel like these guys don't have any real life consequences in terms of going to prison and shit nothing actually happens they lose some shows no more netflix no more comedy mothership or whatever your a friend of yours club no more hollywood no more red carpets but so what you're still making tens of hundreds of thousands a month on your fucking podcast you're still touring the country doing comedy clubs so essentially it's not that big of a deal really you don't have to go and work in target or anything you're not bagging groceries yeah you might lose out in a court public opinion but all he has to do if he really is feeling a bit hard done by it move to europe and everyone kind of doesn't care over here anyway so i don't know i feel like sometimes these guys really do get away with it they really do get away with it so he could have that entire article on the rolling stone detailed corroborated pieces um detailing all these nonsense stuff that he's done over the years and he could honestly get away with it but then i guess whatever i'm saying in the chat is true public lynching core public opinion maybe that's the most important thing because he's fighting in the core public opinion he's saying little things he's acting a certain way because he's trying to convince people in the core public opinion that he didn't do what they said he did or he's not guilty or whatever it may be or it's not as it seems that's what he seems to be more worried about he doesn't really care about you know the law or anything because maybe he knows technically he's fine but the fact that everybody knows his dirty little secret that's the big one because i remember saying at the time when it happened i was like why is chris being so quiet when it first dropped the allegations like why is he not coming back and fighting this because it didn't really make any sense like why he would disappear then, then i remembered i said at the time i think in a couple of streams i was like oh i get it because this is such a this is such a re this is such a shattering of reality because he had his image of himself as this kind of happy-go-lucky fun loving type of dude he was kind of pg if you think about it because if i remember correctly wasn't crystalia a clean comic also he didn't swear if i'm not mistaken he was clean he was goofy girls liked him and he just seemed kind of like silly all right so he had a very normy general public type of audience that was into him so when those allegations first came out it kind of made people see him a different way because he wasn't cute and cuddly anymore he was dark and sinister this guy's coming after fucking kids and shit you know he's abusing women he's making them go on their knees he's doing all this crazy shit and all the, and obviously the, the the memory of how he played the actor on fucking you was still in our heads that is what really fucked him that's why he went quiet because everybody kind of knew his secret and i don't buy this um sex sex addict shit 
I don't buy it because I remember reading the autobiography of Russell Brand. I think he's got a couple, but I think it's the first one that he put together. And this is when he had to actually go into, um, you know, therapy for sex addiction. And he had it legit. And how he describes it is like a horror. He doesn't describe it like a fun time. He describes it like it's legitimately horrifying. He was legitimately banging grannies behind bins and shit. That's how deep it was getting. Anything that moved, that he had a click, he clicked with or had a heartbeat, he would smash. So I don't think the sex addiction that Russell Brand had is anything similar to what Chris Alea is alleging he has. It's just an excuse to fucking, you know, uh, remove blame from him being an absolute creeper and a potential pedo, allegedly. Who knows? But I don't know, man. I just read that thing, saw this picture, and got a bit bummed out that nothing's actually going to happen to the guy. He's going to be completely fine, especially when you think about his dad being a fucking Hollywood executive, him being established in the industry, like being around for so long with his delegations around him anyway. The fact that nothing happened beforehand means that I don't think anything's ever going to happen, personally, personally. Um, I just think it's one of those things you just have to kind of, you know... We're just going to have to deal with and kind of live with it as is. Nothing else you can do. Nothing, nothing else you can do. Moving on from this one, quickly want to move on and talk about this. Have you guys seen this? Please tell me you've seen this. Please tell me you guys have seen this. This is courtesy of News AU. Traveller unveils the wild cost of drugs in open air markets in Brazil slums. I legitimately want to go here. So it says here, the world has gained a rare glimpse of inside the Brazil's most notorious slums where people brandish guns and grenades like fashion accessories. YouTuber, um, vlogger, Kimmy, sorry, Timmy Kate, Timmy K, um, gained unprecedented access to the infamous shanty town known as the Favela located north of Rio. Honestly, check this guy's channel out. It's really good. Um, it's called Timmy K. He does these, um, vlogs where he basically goes to random places around the world. But the ones he does in Brazil have been so incredible to watch because I never knew what a favela was like day to day. Like what it actually looked like. And it looks fucking fun. That's the thing that I realized. I was like, okay, the image that they paint of favelas in the Western media is not what it's actually like, like day to day. It looks kind of fun. Um, obviously, it's super dangerous. We all know this. But, um, oh, sorry, it's, it's, I think it's Tommy K, right? I think it's Tommy K. But it looked really, really, really fun. Let's see if I can check it out here. Bear me a second. Is it Tommy K? No, wait, what's his fucking name? Timmy K? No, it's another one. Is that the guy? Okay, cool. Let me, Timmy Carter. Let's see if this is the one. I'll get up here so you can see what I mean. But these videos are legitimately incredible. Yeah, these ones. See, there's a that's the it's like an hour long. The vlog, the vlogs are fucking amazing. Check it, check him out if you haven't already. His name is Timmy Carter. This guy on YouTube at Timmy Carter. His vlogs on in Brazil in the favelas are fucking incredible. Please check them out. They're really fucking good. Um, anyway, continues here. Says the video cuts of him going to a drug market and appointing the cameras at a table full of hard drugs for sale to the favelas. A salesman from local gangs ask him not to film their logos. So look at this. There's a market full of people just buying drugs, open air, in the favelas. And they're like $4 or something for an eight ball of Coke or something. Like fucking crazy shit. Pills, weed, like anything that you want is all over there. Um, it continues, this says, um, cocaine, one of the sellers told him was $4 for three grams. $4 for three grams. Which if in Brazil and Rail converts to about eight 
to 1.2 Australian dollars. Um, the, the, he says, bro, in London, I was working in London. Guess how much it is will cost there. He says 200. In other words, according to YouTube calculations, three grams of cocaine in London is 50 times more expensive than it is in Brazil. Can you imagine how incredible that is? And I think there's pills there also, a bit of weed and whatnot. And it's all in open air, all in the open air market. So definitely check it out if you haven't already. I think it's fucking sick to see um, a kind of inside look on favelas and whatnot and see what life is like. And it looks kind of fun, I'm not going to lie, which made sense to me, to be fair. Growing up in, as I've grown up in loads of really rough parts of town, not having much money, I have to legitimately understand and say and be honest and say those were some of the best times I've ever had in my life growing up in those places I grew up in. Um, especially if you don't have much. You definitely have a much better time, way more fun. You're always laughing. Unlike Bert Kreischer, us normies do laugh from time to time. So yeah, check out Timmy Carter's channel. It's fucking flames. Um, I've watched quite a few of his videos already. This particular one's the one where he goes to the drug market. So check it if you haven't already. I'm not going to play the entire thing, but it's really, really cool. It's really, really cool. It's really, really cool. Moving on from that one. We've got this update. Oh, it's looking spooky, man. It's looking spooky. I wonder if this is an opportunity or a case of me having to change my mind now that more information has come out. It's looking spooky. So you guys know that story about Jordan Neely, the busker or the homeless kid who unfortunately got into an altercation with somebody on the train in New York, end up getting choked out by this former Marine and end up dying, unfortunately, in the flipping train, right? Super tragic circumstances. And obviously the optics of it are horrible. The Marines are super blonde, white guy, and uh, Jordan Neely is a black guy. So the optics of it are fucking terrible. Anyways... The narrative around it when it first started was that he was a, you know, homeless, a busker, trying to get money, trying to feed his family, and that essentially it was some sort of unprovoked attack, or that it was something that required a little bit more care, a little bit more attention, and that the Marine was a monster. Well, look at this update. Curse your Fox News. A witness, somebody that was there to Jordan Lilly chokehold, calls Daniel Penny, the Marine. They called him a hero, or as Brendan will say, a hero. Damn it, bro. So it's looking like the other story the mainstream media was pushing out about how that guy died isn't really what actually happened. The circumstances around it are maybe a little bit more complex or nuanced than what we were led to believe. Damn it, bro. Damn it. A retired, sorry, a retiree, who witnessed Marine veteran Daniel Penny faintly choking an erratic homeless man on a train earlier this month. <laughs> Gotta love Fox in it. Erratic homeless man. <laughs> How did they know this? These guys, man. Relax. Fox News. You gotta at least pretend you like black people. Come on. Um, on the train earlier this month, called him a hero and slammed Manhattan District Attorney Albert Bragg. He's a hero, said the Panister, who lived in New York City more than 50 years. The witness who describes herself as a woman of colour Oh, she's a she's a POC. She's a POC. Said that it was wrong for Bragg to change Penny to charge Penny with sorry with second degree murder. She says it was self defense, and I believe in my heart that he saved a lot of people that day that couldn't have got that could have got that could have sorry that could have gotten hurt. So what's the story now? That this Jordan Neely kid was in the train waving some sort of weapon around maybe just being physically intimidating and threatening to people 
everyone was getting scared and worried and whatever there might have been some mums on there some old elderly people and this marine thought he was superman jumped in to save the day chose the guy for not one minute not two not three not four not five but 15 minutes cool to subdue this guy and then he dies so that justifies it right so every time somebody annoys you on a train what you want is you want a former marine to be sitting next to you so that he can just kill the person is that what we want is that what we want i don't know let me know in the chat do we want to live in that kind of society where if one of those kids comes on a train and starts doing those flips you know those kids in new york that do those flips or they get a hat and they start like flicking it in their head right do you want a marine to just come around the back and just go shh you're my victim now and just like choke him John Jones style and just drop him on the floor is that what we want when some Romanian lady right comes down the train begging I need money for my family for my family please sir what do you want you want some marine to come and drop kick her in the head so she smashes her head to the side of the pole and bleeds out on the train is that what we want is that what we want in this society when some guy comes singing, right? He's singing some fucking, um, he's singing, I don't know, some Bon Jovi in the train with his speaker out. Right? What do you want? You want somebody to fucking open the emergency button and push him and his train's moving. Is that what we want? When some fucking Hispanic man is shouting and talking to his family on loudspeaker on his phone and he's annoying everybody in a complete carriage. Do we want a fucking former Marine to come around the back and squeeze his head like the guy in Game of Thrones style and just and pop his fucking brains all over the side of the fucking floor? Is that what we want? Hmm. <laughs> Everyone's saying yes in the chat. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You guys are fucking awful. You guys are sick. You guys are fucking sick. Um, what's this? Said? Eddie D says Jordan Nelly was threatening the people on the train, saying he didn't care if he died or went back to jail. So if I scream in a train, I don't care if I go to jail. I'm, I don't know if I'm having an argument. So if you have an argument with your girlfriend or boyfriend on the train on the phone, is that means for people to kill you because you're annoying them? <laughs> Yo, we are awful humans, man. We don't like people annoying us on the train whatsoever, do we? <laughs> Oh, anyway, Jordan Nelly, who suffered from mental illness, stormed onto the Fox News. I used some very evocative language in it. What do they call him here? They called him an erratic homeless man. They're saying he stormed on the train like a fucking stormtrooper. Stormed on the train. Stormed. How do they know this? They see the pictures, the images? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yo, big up Uche. Thank you for the three dollars. Jordan needed restrained. There's no doubt about that. But he didn't need to be choked out for fifteen minutes straight. That's what I'm saying. Thank you, Uche, for three dollars. Appreciate you. I, I feel like, I feel like I'm suffering from mental illness today, because I can't figure out why people are arguing about this. No one's saying crazy people on the train aren't annoying. No one's not saying that. But also, no one is, should be advocating for murdering somebody who's annoying you on the train. Restraining them, subduing them, cool. But holding on to somebody and choking them for 15 minutes is not, it's unnecessary. It's over the top. It's like, no? Or am I being weird here? 
even if he did physically hurt somebody, do you need to choke him for 15 minutes? Especially if you're that former Marine guy. I don't know. Anyway, let's just continue here. The quote from the person. I'm sitting on a train reading my book and all of a sudden I hear someone spewing this rhetoric. He said, I don't care if I have to kill an F, I will. What's that an F? Is that like a, for a, is that F for a bunch of sticks? I guess so. I'll go to jail. I'll take a bullet. Record the woman. So he's ranting and raving, talking about shit that he wants to do to himself. The terrified passengers crowded toward the exit doors. I'm looking at where we were in the tube, in the sardine can, and I'm like, okay, we're in between stations. There's nowhere we can go. The people on the train were scared. We were scared for our lives. They were scared that a man in a t-shirt was going to what? With no weapons on him. What was he going to do? With a crowd, full, a train full of people. Penny stepped in when Nelly started using the word kill and bullet. Why in the world would you take a bullet? Why? You don't take a bullet because you snatch somebody from someone's hand. You take a bullet for violence. The witness said it was clear to her that Penny waited until the last minute to intervene for the sake of the fellow passengers. She heard a thump when he dragged Nelly to the ground but couldn't see clearly until the doors opened. So the train stops at a station. Everyone can get out safely. And that's when he chokes him. That sounds like murder to me, bro. Everybody's off the train already. Why do you need to choke him on the floor? I'm really confused about this. Unless he actually touched somebody. Has there been an account? Has there been any evidence of just Jordanelli guy assaulting anybody on the train? Because that would make it somewhat justifiable. He assaulted somebody. The Marine came in, tried to intervene, tried to, you know, get in, back the person up, and it kind of it happened what happened. But if he was just being physically intimidating and shit, he didn't actually physically touch anybody. And then the first thing that happens to him is that he's on the floor with somebody's arm under his neck. That's a bit crazy. No? Or am I going crazy here? It's still not okay if it's an assault. The Marine couldn't be charged with abuse. She was so scared. What's that? None have surfaced. They really pushing to paint him. Okay, I just want to... My, I'm going to reserve judgment until I hear a victim on a train. No, I'm going to... For the facts that I've heard so far, that, that Marine guy is going to get charged with some sort of form of murder. Has to be. Because so far we've heard no account of this Jordan kid hitting anybody physically with a with his hands, with a object, with a weapon, nothing. He said some words. Okay, cool. But he said nothing else happened. He said some words. He didn't physically hit or, or assault anybody. And then he's getting... And also on top of that, by the way, guys, the train stopped at a station. So everybody that was scared could get off the train. Big up, Uche. Crash1984 made a good point. A Marine should know how to subdue someone without killing them. Big up, Uche. Thank you for the $3. A Marine should know... Not really, to be fair. If you guys know anything what happened in, in Afghanistan, you'll know. You know, they sent the troops over to Afghanistan to police. And, you know, those guys did a bit more than police. 
So I wouldn't trust the, you know, anybody in the army at all or the special forces to know how to subdue people. That's not their MO. So I'm not surprised that the first thing that he did about subduing was sending the guy to fucking La La Land, right? To heaven, to go meet his maker. That's not surprising to me in the slightest. The surprising thing I think is everybody rallying around this Marine as if like he saved somebody's life. Who did he save? Honestly, whose life did he save? This is a different story if this guy was on the train assaulting some pregnant woman, assaulting some mum, an old lady. Okay, cool. Then I understand it. He's a hero. But how is this guy a hero if he just strangled to death some homeless guy that was screaming on the train? He didn't hit anybody. Please, somebody tell me how this makes sense. How is he not going to get charged with murder? Unless his lawyers have got evidence that Jordan actually hit somebody on the train and he intervened cool but this don't sound like hero to me this sounds like vigilante vigilante me no like he um she heard a thump when he dragged nelly to the ground but couldn't see clearly until the doors opened at the broadway lafayette station and most passengers exited cool i'm just happy they didn't use a picture of jordan carrying a gun or with his hood up and something you know they took, took a good picture of him he looks good here um witnesses waited for police to arrive and provide a statement yeah, he looks like he looks he's aged there and then in the video up above, yeah. How old is this guy? This Jordan Nelly, this this Marine. He looks fifty thirty five here and then he looks twenty one here. Uh Mr. Penny cared for people that he that's what he said. That's his crime. Caring for people is choking them for fifteen minutes. Cool. Nobody wants to kill anybody. Um You know what I think? You know what I think. 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 You know what I'm going to say this. This is my hot take. I think we live in society, right, <laughs> where most people, if given the opportunity, and if there was no consequences, they would kill people on the street, like homeless people, unhoused people, legitimately. I think that we're at that point in society now because the governments aren't doing anything there's uh you know psychological psych psychiatric wars all across the world that are all being shut down i think deep down a lot of people in the world look at people that are homeless and shit and think to themselves <laughs> honestly i think a lot of people have like secret desires longing for's of like you know what if one of these guys like even more so on a train usually you're on your way somewhere to work to visit somebody in your family to go and hang out with a friend or whatever but it's usually the part of your journey you don't like it's the worst part of your journey and then some guys singing for like a couple of dollars walking down a stream with his ass out stinks like vomit asking you for change everyone in their heads thinking the same thing whether you're religious whether you're you think you're kind-hearted Everybody's thinking, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. And this Marine guy did what everybody's been thinking in their head. That's what I think is happening. That's why I, I think that's why everyone's defending him so quickly because they all secretly want to do it. <laughs> that's my hot take because it makes no sense. The kid did nothing. The kid did nothing wrong. He didn't touch anybody. And he just dies because what? He's annoying. 
that guy needs to go to prison. I'm sorry, bro. Until there's more evidence that comes out, that guy needs to go to prison. He can't be walking around the streets just getting annoyed at homeless people and wanting to choke them out. That's not how life goes, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ignoring the dude's priors. Of course, Wade Harris. What homeless person have you met that doesn't have priors? <laughs> what homeless person have you ever met that doesn't have a criminal record of some sort? Come on, bro. Police officers are like their fucking... Police officers are like their fucking foster parents in some way. They're like their guardians. They interact with them more than they interact with other homeless people probably. Of course he has a record. Just because he has a record, does that mean he's, he's justifiable to get fucking chucked out on a train? I don't think so, personally. Until more facts came out, I want to hear an account of somebody that got assaulted, somebody got slashed in the face of it, because, you know, New York people like to slashing. If somebody can give me an account of somebody on a train who got physically assaulted by this kid, fair enough. The guy come in, jumped in to try and save a woman, save a man, save a child, and things went left. All right, shit happens. It's really sad, really tragic, but shit happens. He stepped up and tried to help somebody out. Okay. But so far, all I'm seeing is that he was being annoying. He was being scary, quote unquote. He was saying horrendous things with his voice about bullets and wanting to die. Cool. And then what? He gets choked out and, and dies in the train. Okay, Prosecutor Joshua Steinglass said that Penny's arrangement on Friday um, that the Marine veteran who has lived his entire life in New York area continued to hold Nelly for a period of time after the man has stopped moving. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is horrific, bruh. Man's on the train floor holding this kid until the complete life is drained out of his body. He's not moving and he's still holding on to him. Why? Just in case. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's, but Penny, he noted, had remained on the, on the train and accompanied police to the precinct voluntarily to answer questions as this kid just lies on the floor lifeless, not moving. They're asking the guy questions. What's your date of birth? Where'd you live? Do you have any contacts we can contact? <laughs> the kid's just on the floor dead. Yo, America's fucking wild. You guys, man. I don't, I don't want no problems. You guys, I don't want no problems. Oh my God. Two men who have not been publicly identified helped hold down Nelly's arms during the... Oh my God. So you're telling me there were two other black dudes on that train holding down his arms as a white man strangled him from the back. Were they black? They looked it. <laughs> oh no, one white. Okay, even worse. Two white guys, one <laughs> holding down his arms. So he can't fight the choke. There's no hand play, right? That's what they call it in UFC, MMA, grappling, right? There's no hand fighting. There's no hand fighting. He couldn't hold onto his wrist, nothing. He couldn't tuck his chin in because two other white guys were holding onto his fucking arms. Even John Africa couldn't escape that, mate. Fucking hell. Nobody, uh, let's continue here. It took three men to hold Nelly down. He was struggling. Yeah, 
He was try he was struggling. He was fighting for his life, you fuckface. <laughs> he was struggling. Yo. Yo. After widespread protests erupted across the city with many demonstrations, even politicians calling Penny a murderer, Bragg charged Penny. Freelance journalist Alberto Vasquez began recording the confrontation after Nelly was already in a chokehold and offered a second account of the homeless man's conduct. So there's a, also, if you're freelance, no wonder you're freelance. No wonder no one's employing you. This is playing out in front of you in real time. Look at the optics and you haven't got your camera out straight away. You wait until fucking the guy's in a chokehold already. Okay, this is from the journalist. He started screaming in an aggressive manner. He said he had no food. He said he had no drink and that he was tired and doesn't care if he goes to jail. Again, these are all things about him. He's not so far say he's going to eat anyone's babies. He's going to kick anybody in the pussy. He's going to punch somebody's dick off. He's not said any of that. He's just spoke about himself. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm tired. And I want to go to jail. Or I don't care. That's what he's saying. Okay, cool. He started screaming all those things. Took off his jacket and black jacket he had on and threw it on the ground. The narrative that has emerged has become about race. A white man who fatally choked a black man. A witness said, this isn't about race. It's about people of colour who are very, very afraid. And a man who stepped into... <laughs> Yo, this journalist is a fucking idiot. This isn't about race. This is about people of colour. So what's colour? Is colour and race not the same thing? <laughs> this is not about race. But as the white man was choking him, he said, die, nigga, die. <laughs> It's not about race. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, the retiree lived in the city through the 80s and 90s when violent crime peaked. Mayor Rudolph Giuliani took office in 1984. Uh, the witness said he she feels like the city is sliding backwards and, and said policies that... Okay, we don't care about the policies. I miss the city under the rule of... Ju oh, my God. Who the... F this woman must be Cuban. She must be Cuban or Dominican. I'm 100% sure on it. Because Dominicans and Cubans, they love Republicans. They fucking love them. So, and they love the rule of law. They love fucking stomping on people's rights and shit. They fucking love it. They love, they love it. So this, this woman's definitely Cuban or Dominican. I'm sure of it. I miss the city under the rule of law, <laughs> law Aldo Giuliani when it comes to exposing people or subjecting them to violent behavior. The people who are in the power and supposed to protect us are not. She added that she prays for Penny every day. He's dead, madam. You could have prayed for him by taking the guy's arm off her under his fucking neck. I hope that they raise more because he's going to need a pretty penny, no pun intended. Oh my God, are you hearing this? I hope they raise more money for Penny because it's going to cost a pretty penny, no pun intended, to get this young man justice. Okay, it's a journalist, not the woman. Okay, cool. She lambasted politicians and people jumping up and down, feeling all this venom. There are AOC saying the gentleman was lynched. Why would she say that? She's supposed to be for the people. She also expressed sympathy for Nelly, who clearly was a tr had a tragic life and suffered from mental illness. His mother had strangled. His mother was strangled. <laughs> holy fucking shit yo people have some fucked up lives man what a tragedy
His mother was strangled to death. He gets strangled to death on a fucking train. Damn. His mother was strangled and her body dumped in a suitcase in the Bronx when he was a teenager. Nelly had been arrested more than 40 times, including numerous violent assaults on strangers in the subway. Yeah, you know, no wonder. If my mum died from getting strangled and dumped in a suitcase, if she, yeah, if my mum got strangled and dumped in a fucking Ramoa, I would also be angry. I would also be going around shouting and screaming. I would also want to be fed. What? In 2021, he punched a 67-year-old woman in the face. Probably justified. 67-year-old women are quite annoying. Breaking her nose in eye socket. Shame. Um, he was he cycled in and out of hospitals and jails um, his entire adult life and was on the city's top 50 list of homeless people. <laughs> in New York, they have a list of the top 50 homeless people in need of outreach. Why not just go and, I don't know, reach out, brothers? If there's a top 50 list, should you just go out there and reach out to them in the first place? <laughs> Warning, caution, please do not approach this man. He's going to be flinging feces at you if you utter his name wrong or something. Lord almighty, the problem space in New York are now plague in the US. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, Penny is free on a 100k bond. Wow, who paid his bond? Fucking Peter Till, who fucking paid his bond? 100k bond and he paid it. A former Marine. This is smelling fishy. But yeah, like I said, until I hear more evidence, this Marine guy needs to go to prison. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Strangling a person on the train because they, they're asking for food and because they, they're hungry, what, because they're cold and they want to go to jail. It's like, huh? Did they hit anybody? No. Did they push anybody? No. They said angry words. <laughs> like, what is this? And the train stopped also. Everybody got off the train. Remember that. He starts off heckling and making everyone feel uncomfortable on the train while it's moving in between stations. It eventually stops at a station. Everyone gets off. Then he chokes him to death. Yeah, I'm not having that one. Sorry. I'm not having that one. Jordan, what do you call it? The Not Nelly. The, the officer belongs in jail. Belongs in jail. But, you know, probably won't because... We know what the deal is. We know what the deal is. Um, moving on. What have we got to say here? What have we got to say here? What have we got to say here? What do I got to talk about here? Forbes was saying in the chat. Forbes top fifty homeless. Honestly, I'm just, I'm just, biz I'm just shocked why this is a debate. Like, you just can't go around murdering people because they get on your nerves. I'm sorry, you just can't do that. I know secretly everybody wishes they could murder homeless people, but you can't. If you do, you'll, you'll end up in prison. It just is what it is. Jesus Christ, man. Um, anyway, let's move on from that one. So, Brian Callen isn't happy with some lady called Ilana Glazer. I'm not too sure why, but I feel like it's because she's a woman and because she's popping and successful and clearly got the attention and the blessing of Hollywood. Her star is ascending. And, you know, one thing about fucking Brian Callen, you know, he likes his women to be fucking docile and, you know, submissive and shit and just whatever they are. 
But if you're independent doing your own thing, man doesn't like it. And she definitely looks like somebody that will say no to him. So it definitely isn't going to help either. But I'm just finding it really interesting, his spin on this and how he's talking about it. Because everything he's talking about, about this woman, could be applied to his best friend and his brother in cuck, Brendan Schaub. So if he's upset about this Ilana Glazer woman getting a special too early, maybe you should look at your co-host to your left. He also got one too early and that enraged everybody and you made every excuse under the sun for him. So, you know, maybe shut the fuck up. But anyway, this is Brian Callen talking about Ilana Glazer. Big up the fire the kid for sub for the clip. The that real girl, that woman? Out. Yeah. You see her special on Amazon? Did you no. see her special? No. They gave you? her a special. Well, I don't need well, to. I don't, I don't want to be mean, but, yeah. you know. But it doesn't matter. Not, yeah, I don't get like, mad at her. I get mad at. I don't either. I don't either. I, I'm not, I don't have anything. Do against, I don't have anything against her. I don't. But I mean, what I'm saying is that this is a talented lady, but what Amazon did was they gave her a special way before she was ready. This is not somebody who was doing enough stand-up. Right. I, I can speak on this. Yeah. I, you know, right. there are women out there that'll crush a room. Yeah. Okay. And they, but they put in their years cause that's what it takes. They gave that woman an hour on Amazon. Yep. And, that's and, gonna get clipped. and I watched, <clears throat> But, but and it didn't go so well. It's me, Mario. That's the face of a man who's incredibly jealous, I get the feeling. And also, why didn't you have the same energy for Brendan Schaub? And why did you go out of your way to say the fans or people that were criticizing him for getting a special on Showtime as being jealous when this is the opinion that you have about this woman? Please, somebody tell me and make it make sense. I'm dying here. Because this makes absolutely zero sense. It just sounds like a guy that's super jealous, on the outside looking in, knows he's never going to get a, a Showtime, let alone Amazon special, anytime soon. And now he's flipping throwing stones. And I bet you any money, this Ilana Glazer woman is probably funnier than fucking Brian Callen. Actually, let's have a look at this. Let's actually check it out. I'm pretty sure, again, I've not seen it yet, but I'm going to check it out here in real time. I'm pretty sure this Elana Glazer lady is funnier than fucking Brian Callan. I bet you. Let's see here. Ilana, what's her name? Ilana Glazer, right? Ilana Glazer. There you go. Stand up. Let's see. I bet you she's way better than fucking Brian Callan. Let's get a clip here. What can we see? Laugh Society. Uh, what's got the most views here? She's got a top off. I'm not liking that already. She's got beef videos. I'm not liking that. What should we watch? Let's watch. The Amazon clip will definitely get taken. Let's just watch this. Let's see this. I bet she's way I bet she's way funnier than fucking Brian Callen. So everything he's saying is complete gobbledygook. My partner is the first 11 straight dude that I ever lived with. Um after my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I lived with my best friend. Matt. All right, cool. I might have to take it back. Brian Callum might still be, but might still be funnier. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Brian Callum. You can be as a massage. You can be as a fucking um, jealous as you want. This woman is fucking shit. Matt, who's a gay dude, for like ten years before I moved in with my partner, and. Obviously, it was perfect. <laughs> and then when I moved in with my husband, I was like, 
be funny then? <laughs> she got an applause break for that. She got an applause break for that shit. Pointing to her breasts and to her body. Hmm. Okay. I felt so claustrophobic. I was like, and where am I supposed to cry? I was hiding in the bathroom like, What are you calling her the chat? Gringo mummy. <laughs> Gringo mummy. No, I think she's more... Uh, I think she's more like a... No, what's it? Um, no, I think she's more... Ah, what do you call it? Gring... No, she's more like a... Uh, oh, what's the word? What do they use? What do they use? Um, she's more like falafel Habibi. <laughs> or something. Habibi falafel or something. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, and now I'm just um, cleaning up the disastrous mess. <laughs> but then, then it started. We found a groove. Thank God. <laughs> Honestly, it took like six months, but... Uh, Oh, Uja, Uja saying she's hilarious. Oh, she's a oh, she's an actor. Okay, this makes more sense then because they're laughing. I think they shouldn't be laughing at. So I feel like the crowd are familiar with who she is, right? Is she so she's an actor? What is she in? American comedian. Blah blah blah. What has she been in before? She has been in. Oh, she's in Broad City. I watched that a few years ago. Whoa, I didn't recognize her at all, really. Okay, yeah, she's definitely, Uche's right. She's 100% much better at acting than she is at doing stand-up. One million percent. Okay, this explains why people are laughing. Broad City is like one of the, it's quite an important TV show, isn't it? In terms of, maybe it's even, did it come before Girls? I think Broad City predated Girls, isn't it? I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, she's definitely got a real hardcore fan base um, of people out there that, you know, love her and what she does and what she represents. So this makes more sense why everyone's laughing because the stuff isn't funny. They're just laughing because it's the, you know, it's Ilana Glazer. Jesus Christ. Let's go back to it. Let's finish this. Something clicked and it just became a sleepover with my best friend where our parents were never coming home. Houston, please do not tell my feminist friends this, okay? But I enjoy making a house a home. I love it. I love like setting a vibe, you know what I mean? I like light a little candle, I'm like, woo! <laughs> I pick up a dust bunny, throw it out, taking care of business, yeah! Light some incense, I'm like, mm, vibe, 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 vibe. <laughs> 
it's a bit too aromatic, so I'm just like, okay, perfect balance. Yes, 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 yes. I'm like peeling a carrot over the garbage can. I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> I peel it into a nub enough to throw it out. Oof. <laughs> I'm not a chef. <laughs> But one of my favorite things about living with this man <laughs> is that his race is that a cage in the front of the audience? <laughs> is she performing in the octagon? Is that a cage in front of the audience? There's a cage in front of an audience. Is that to stop them from attacking her or from her attacking her fans? What the fuck? Who are they expecting to come to her show? <laughs> There's a cage in front of the audience. Sirs <laughs> are in the shower waiting for me to use. Well, we're never going to get that three minutes back, are we, collectively? Um, maybe Brian Callan does have a point of view. Maybe does Brian Callan does have a point. Maybe all women shouldn't get specials. Maybe they should give all specials to diddlers, rapists, abusers, cheaters and stuff. Maybe that's where they should all go. Amazon should make a complete playlist of specials all for, you know, diddlers, rapists and abusers. That's where they should all go. Liars and cheats, they should all go there. Don't give the women the specials because if that's what they're producing, it's looking mad out there for them. Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe maybe Brian Callan was right there. <laughs> Fucking hell. Ilana, lady. Ilana, Ilana. Um, Ilana, whatever her fucking name is. Um, moving on from that one, let's speak a little bit about this clip here that I've got uploaded, which features the one and the only Chris D'Elia complaining recently about fucking Amber Heard being welcomed back into Hollywood, which I don't think is true. The fact that this new Aqua movie, Aquaman movie, sorry, is coming out, I think Aquaman 2 and Amber Heard is still in it isn't a representation of her being welcomed back into Hollywood. It's more so the fact that they can't reshoot it anymore because it costs money and they would rather just put the movie out as is and then whatever else happens after, happens after. But it's not an, an indication that she's back in Hollywood. If anything, the news recently that she put out her team, that she moved to Madrid, was a clear example that they're trying to put some distance between her and Hollywood anyway because they know it's over. She's bad for business. Hollywood people don't have any morals or principles. They just don't want to work with her because every press junkie that she'll do, they'll be asking her questions about Johnny Depp. And that's not good for business. If you invest hundreds of millions into a movie, the last thing you want to do is have one of your lead actors be on a fucking press conference answering questions about an abuse case. It's just not good optics. So they don't want it any, anywhere near it. And I think she's got the message and she decided to move to Europe. She speaks Spanish anyway. Act over here, starring some telenovelas in some, you know, Netflix t series, Spanish language, and she'll fucking smash it. She'll be fine. She'll be completely fine. But for some reason, Chris D'Elia is upset that he isn't being welcomed back into Hollywood the same way that Amber Heard is, even though his crimes are far worse or what he's been alleged of doing is far worse. She got accused of what? Essentially lying about Johnny Depp and the abuse that she suffered. Most of us you know grown-ups looking at the evidence and what's been available i didn't look too deep into that case but from what i could see they were both quite toxic they were both in a obviously 
abusive relationship, mentally, physically, whatever it may be. But she she did too much. She started painting makeup on her face like she got a black eye. She was lying. She just did too much. She did too much. She tried to paint Johnny out to be a complete monster when she was obviously partly to blame for some of the things also. And then when he went to court, it got found out that she's a liar and it is what it is, right? Who cares? We move on. But that's not the same thing as being accused of messaging underage girls. That's not the same thing as being alleged of running a some sort of sex cult. That's not the same thing as being abusive to your fans and shit. That's not the same thing as being a creep. That isn't the same thing, unfortunately, Crystalia. And also, to be completely fair and no homo, you don't look like Amber Heard. So apologies if Hollywood doesn't welcome you back into the Hollywood fold. You don't look like Amber Heard, so there's no reason for them to welcome you back in. But hey, let's play the clip anyway of Crystalia being pissed off that Amber Heard's back in Hollywood, which she isn't to play fucking Shamu or whatever the goddamn name is. I don't know. The fucking stupid Aquaman shits, you know? But she's going to be back as Aqua Woman or whatever the fucking She-Ra. I don't know. Whatever the hell she's going to be. Flipper. And, um, you know, that's crazy. That is so crazy to me. By the way, she should be Osiris or whatever the fuck her name is. I personally think this isn't narcissism. People will say it's narcissism, but I don't think so. I just think he's dumb. I just think he's stupid. You know, like how professional athletes have to leave school or have to kind of concentrate on sports and school is like the secondary interest. And like Brendan, you get two degrees allegedly, but you pursue athletics, right? Or professional sports. Same thing with a you know, lifelong comedian or entertainment person. School was never the priority. He probably dropped out when he was 15 or something. It's like a Nepo baby, had every advantage, you know, had every privilege, everything given to him on a silver platter. He's just not smart. He's kind of dumb. So I don't think he's saying what he's saying because he's a narcissist. I think he's saying what he's saying because he's legitimately dumb, like double digit IQ dumb. That's why he's saying this. That's why he's annoyed and upset <laughs> that he's not getting the same treatment as Amber Heard. <laughs> right i don't give a fuck but it is crazy that they will just reinstate a woman and if it's a dude i'm pretty sure again i I didn't look too much deep into the conversation into the allegations but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure when the whole amber heard and johnny depp shit happened she was already filming for aquaman 2 because i remember that being an issue with people People were pissed off. Well, why didn't she get dropped? They should have fired her. But they were filming at the same time the case was going, I'm pretty sure. Then the ruling happened, the verdict, and then they couldn't kick her out then because it was too late. And also it was still bad optics because at the end of the day, she's still a woman. So, you know, no one really was standing out there admitting that she lied, but she essentially got proven in the court of law that she lied against Johnny Depp. Say what you want about the allegations, but the court said she lied. Cool, whatever, we move on. That's why she's in the movie still. It's just like a timing thing, really. It's not really um, an indication or a validation that she's not guilty or that they don't care about her verdict and they want to put in a movie still. And also, it's Aquaman 2, bruh. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> Who fucking gives a shit? I don't know. Dude, they're fucking out, dude. They're out. They're out. You know what? I think stings him still to this day. Tignatara. 
the Tig Notaro replacing him in that fucking zombie movie in on green screen, right? It wasn't even like she got to act with the other actors, I think. I think the movie was already finished and they just replaced his head or some shit and she did some roles on her own. Like, that must hurt him till this day. They didn't even remove him from the movie overall. They just replaced him with Tig Notaro. <laughs> that's gotta hurt <laughs> and he thought that was gonna be his big break in Hollywood ouch a guy could like bump into a lady and he's done forever by the way and when a chick is like lying about the shit this world is mad dude and then I love how people are like fine they're not getting my $15 like who gives a shit cope I, dude, everybody does everything, you know, she's going to be fucking who she's going to be. She's obviously terrible. She's a terrible person because of all the bullshit, but also we don't even really know what happened. Uh, you see what he has to do there because he got accused of shit. He can't really bury her because the accusations he has to always try and play. <laughs> who knows? She might be lovely <laughs> because it kind of helps him out. So he can't really hate on her too hard because if he does, he's essentially, you know, saying that we should hate on him the same way. Who the fuck knows? Who The, the relationship was probably toxic. Who the fuck knows? But um, she's back. She's back as the fucking lady in Aquaman. And uh, that's what's up. He's genuinely pissed off. And it's not because he's a narcissist. It's because he's a fucking idiot. He's comparing his situation with Amber Heard. Fucking wild. So I guess they're going to cut me back into fucking Army of the Dead now. Um, oh, that's a movie. Army of the Dead. Release the Dalia cut, dude. Release the Dalia cut, my baby. Yeah, this guy is fucking a nutcase. Chris Dalia is a fucking nutcase for real. But he's also incredibly dumb. I wouldn't be surprised if he left school at like 15 or some shit. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest wouldn't surprise me he's probably the type of person that has hand you know he's his handwriting probably looks like you know when you try and write with your left hand or whatever hand you're not natural with that's probably how his normal handwriting looks <laughs> he probably reads like floyd mayweather i guarantee you this kid is fucking dumb dumb as fucking bricks <laughs> Why didn't they put me in the movie back like Amber Heard? It's like, bruh, you've been you've been accused of being a pedo. You've been accused of grooming women. There's probably going to be accusations coming out there of you maybe raping them. Most likely, hundreds of women. There's documentaries out there about you. This isn't the same thing. I'm sorry, brother. I'm really sorry, but it's not the same. Actually, I'm not sorry. You should be. You belong under a jail. You belong under a prison. You're lucky you don't have an orange jumpsuit on. You're still making money podcasting. You're fine. It's okay. Relax. Take it easy. But one thing's for certain, you're not Amber Heard. And he's going on as if fucking Amber Heard is Sandra Bullock. Her career is also over because guess what? She got found guilty in a court of law and the court of public opinion said, we don't like you. So that's why she's not back in the fucking, you know, she's not out there in Cannes, is she, at the moment on the red carpet. But Johnny Depp is. Come on, bro. That guy is fucking, honestly, the worst human ever. But anyway, moving on. 
Uh, moving on from that one, let's talk about this quickly. Yeah, this clip I find as well. I, I I've always liked this clip and I've always enjoyed it. And I recently found it again, courtesy of the Final Kids sub. So big up the person that uploaded it originally. I don't know who you were, but thank you. This clip features Ari Shafir, Salval Carano, and Steve Brine talking about Brendan Shorb's Gringo Pappy special, right? Um, at the no, no, it's not special. Gringo Pappy. This is this is you'd be surprised. Yeah, this is what makes it better because. Hold on, I need to get a tissue actually blow my nose. Oh, fuck. me one second. Cool. One sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. And we're back. So anyway, 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 anyway. So I really, really, really like this clip because I feel like this clip is the perfect representation as to why Brendan Schaub is in a position that he's in in life, in career, as a person and whatever, and why I think he's beyond help. And why I think all this kind of redemption arc shit that I was preaching before on the stream, I need to do away with it. That's my kind of Christian guilt growing up in a very religious household, always believing that, you know, people can be forgiven and they can make do make amends and they're going to make a turnaround. Big up Austin Casey. Appreciate you, brother. Lol. I just noticed that he has a sticker of his own face on his laptop. Howgy. Who? Who? Oh, Chris Alea, you said he, right? Big up, Austin Casey. Thank you for the $3 super chat, brother. I think you mean um, Chris Alea, right? Is that what you said? He's got a picture of his own face. Oh, yeah, he does, not it? <laughs> I've just seen it. Yeah, look, he's there. There he is. Look, he's got a picture of his own face. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's, that is a, that is proper CUDA energy, as he used to say, right? That's definitely CUDA. That's 100% CUDA energy. But yeah. Yeah, you're right there. Big up Austin Casey. Thank you for the feed the donation, brother. I appreciate you. Um, moving back to this. So, as I was saying before, I feel like my constant need or constant pushing of Brendan maybe finally clicking and him figuring out, hey, don't be this way, be cool, be cool, is a complete waste of time. Because as evidence with this clip that came out a few years ago of all these comedians behind the scenes talking about Brendan Shulber and UB Surprise Special and how bad it was and why did he do it? And then I'm going to play you Brendan Shulber's reasonings as to why he decided to still go forward with a special with Showtime. It would show you that Brendan's been broken. Brendan's been a lost cause from the beginning. It was never going to get any, it's never going to get better because fundamentally the guy just is a bit, you know, it's a bit tapped as we say here in the UK. So this is a clip featuring Irish Shafir, Salvo Alcano and Stephen Brian, Brian, sorry, Biran, I forgot how you pronounce his surname. I'm speaking about Brendan Shaw and you'd be surprised and why he put it out. And then I'll play you a clip showing you of why Brendan Shaw said he put out the special. Let's play this. This is fucking hilarious, man. People failed him, you know. Let's go for saga. Let's go for saga. I think some people failed him, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, true. No, no, I mean, no, in, yeah, in, in, a, in a good way. Right. If I was like his friend, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know if that's is right. That right? 
Ready? You know, yeah. That's all. I, mean, oh, I wasn't ready. National TV. You know what I mean? Like, I know, yeah. If that ever happened to me, I would be mortified and I'd be like, why didn't anyone see me? Why didn't somebody, why did they set me up for this fail? <laughs> right, yeah, right. exactly. And, yeah. and not to be, not to dig on, but like Brendan Schaub, that's always been the critique on him when he did that hour You special. don't have real friends, is the critique. Or they would have told you. I've heard that multiple times, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Multiple times. And I think. You either overruled them or didn't ask them I or they get couldn't. It tell I'm, a, I'm a shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. The funny thing is with that, one of the other things is, so it aired, and then they tried to take it down off the the internet. internet. Right, and the internet reacts to that in an angry manner. I don't think that's true, is it? I I, I know my You'd Be Surprised law pretty well. They didn't try and take it down. I'm pretty sure they didn't try and take it down, if I'm not mistaken. I think what he's talking about is that review shit. With one of his sponsors at the time, Brendan has a sponsor. I think it was some CBD shit, right? That company that was allegedly helping Brendan's kid um, with his epilepsy or something, or the fits or something. Is that true? And then he was trying to use the CBD as a way for fans to leave good reviews. I right? left the good review on his Showtime special on IMBD, he would send them free CBD or get heavy discounts or something along those kind of lines. But I don't think they tried to delete the fucking um, special, if I'm not mistaken. Or am I mistaken? If I am, let me know in the chat. But I don't think they tried to take down You'd Be Surprised. I don't think that's what happened. I think fans were getting upset that they were deleting reviews, comments and shit. Um, AZ, reviewing Big Ed segments would have been so fucking funny when they first aired. Is it? Who's Big Ed? I don't know who's Big Ed. Who's, who's Big Ed? Oh, is this a show? Is that what it's called? This is Big Ed's world. We just live in it. Is this what it's called? Big Ed. Who's Big Ed? Is that who this person is? The person on the left. Is that Big Ed here? Oh, Big Ed. Oh, 90 first. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. The guy with the fucking, the guy with the no neck, you mean? Yeah? Cool, cool, cool. So I thought you meant this guy's here on the show. The internet has an orgasm, says you cannot delete our food. And so then it got pushed way higher. If they didn't try to scrub it, it would have been like, oh, no, I didn't see it. That's why you can't scrub the Sal meme. It's got to stay up. (laughs) They will find it. There are no quilts of him. I I wonder how long that takes. That one takes to shake. Like that, that would, that would hurt. I think me bad. when you're parachuting in Deadpool 2, yeah. I think you're like, nah, I think I'm yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> so interesting way to end it. Right. Salvo Arcano said, how long do you think it takes to shake the stink of you be surprised? Because it was so terrible. I'm still going to die on the hill that you be surprised by Brendan Schaub is better than Gringo Pappy. That's my final thing. I don't care. I, you know, whatever. I think it's funny. I swear to God it is. But, I think that question that Sabakano has said or posed, how long does it take to shake the stink of that special, is the reason why you don't take the Showtime special when you're three or two years into comedy. You don't take it. And I remember the Brendan Shaw defense when it happened, when it, part of his cope was, oh, everybody else, if they got offered that deal, they would take it too. That's his defense. If, if Showtime offered you that money, you would no, never say no. It's like, no, some people would. Some people would look at the opportunity and think, what's that term? Is it um, opportunity cost, right, in business? And think of the risk and reward and be like, you know what, long term, this is probably going to do me more damage than good. Because what I'm having to bet on, because what Brennan did is this. He had to bet on or he had to hope that he was the one outlier, he was the one special case in stand-up comedy that didn't need to go 
the five, ten year route before doing the first special. He had to hope that he was the special one, that it was like a God given talent that he had from birth that he finally tapped into. And now he's going to be on stage doing what he actually should be doing his entire life. And it's going to come naturally to him the same way that Dave Chappelle, when he started doing stand up comedy at 17, 16. That's what he was hoping. Now, that's the probability of that being the case is astronomical. So most people just go through the five to 10 years because you're going to get some way down the line. It's, it's, you know, if you would have put out Gringo Pappy as his first special, it wouldn't have been as bad. But because you put out, you'd be surprised only two years in and it's so terrible. Then you follow up five years, six years later with Gringo Pappy that's barely any better and it's shorter. You make It makes you look worse. So that's the reason why if somebody does offer you a... Um, you know a crazy deal for the showtime deal you don't take it because long term it's impossible to shake off that stink he could have four specials that are sick from now on after gringo pappy he's never going to shake the stink of you be surprised that's why you don't take the deal but obviously we know i took it because it was good money and obviously it gave him an opportunity to get his foot in the door with showtime that obviously gave him a paycheck every month doing the doing the what's that thing called below the belt show that he did on there so we know why he did it you know technically for the money of course but it did ruin him reputation wise and just in terms of how he's viewed by the public you can never see him as a funny dude even if he does end up being funny he's never going to shake the stink of you be surprised it's just impossible so you've heard them guys say this now you're going to see a video of brendan Schub explaining to harlan williams why he decided to do the Showtime special with only two years in being into comedy. And you're going to be surprised at his answer. You're going to be really surprised. And why he didn't say no, for instance. Let's play the video. Da, da, da. It's regret I have. Um, yeah. I mean, I never looked back too much on my past. I like that. It, you don't yeah, want to, right? No. You, it's the fighter in you. You keep going, but... It's the fighter. I guess the one thing... Um, as far as regrets go, I, you know, it, it's it's a good product, and I appreciate the people that support it. But I remember, you know, and you'll know this doing comedy. When I, f I was been, I was doing comedy maybe two years when I got first uh, my first major special. Oh yeah, yeah. So Showtime, Showtime asked me to do uh, a special. Yeah. I remember I called uh, Rogan, I called Callen, and I was asking Dilly and Theo, you know, my close friends, and I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, man. Everyone waits about ten years. Did you hear that, Rogan? Brian Callen, Chris D'Elia, and Theo Vaughn. He called all of those guys up at the time, close friends of his, and said, hey, Showtime are offering me a deal. They're offering me a stand-up comedy special, two years in, from only performing in front of my own crowd, not doing any fucking open mics, not doing any fucking, you know, whatever, random places, only performing in front of my own audience, essentially doing a live podcast. They gave me a show they gave me a showtime special which basically shows you that these executives these companies are horrendous isn't it right why would you give that guy a special when he's not been performing only for two years doesn't matter they all tell him don't do it joe rogan brian kellen chris delia fear von they all tell him don't do it but he says there's a reason for that oh, wow. and i had so i was like oh they're just haters they, they you know they're mm. mad they didn't which wasn't the case no, they were trying to the protect case. me yeah did you hear that rewind it they're mm. mad they didn't which wasn't the case 
don't do it, man. Everyone waits about 10 years. There's a reason for oh, that. Wow. And I had so, I was like, oh, they're just haters. They, they, you know, they're mm. mad. They didn't, which it wasn't. He said, after Joe Rogan, Brian Callen, Chris Leo, and Theo Vaughn told him, don't do the Showtime special after two years. You're not ready yet. Wait until five. You need more time. He said they're haters. At the time, he thought they were haters. He thought they were jealous that they didn't get the opportunity to do a Showtime special. At the time, Rogan had a special on Netflix. At the time, Brian Callen's one before that one that came out was on another network. I think it might have been Amazon. At the time, Fio Von was doing bits and bobs here and there, but he was popping. His star was ascending. At the time, Chris D'Elia had a special maybe on Comedy Central or somewhere else. So they're all successful in their own right. Maybe the only one that wasn't successful was maybe at that kind of level was maybe Brian Callen. But he thought Joe Rogan was jealous of him or and was hating. Fio Vaughn was jealous and hating. Chris D'Elia at that time, jealous and hating. This is evidence to me why I think Brendan might be a lost cause. And why I'm, I have, might have to give up my Christian pursuit of hoping he just one day wakes up and stops being a douchebag. He thought those guys were jealous of him. Unbelievable. The case. No, they that were trying wasn't to the protect case. me. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. There's no reason to. Just keep working. You're, you're doing great. There's no yeah. reason to put this out right now. I was like, oh, they're just haters. No. No. And then I thought, you know, then you do it. And then, and then I thought, Oh, people would realize that I was the fastest ever to get a major network special two years in, which is insane. Yeah. And I thought people would realize that, you know, man, only two years in was able to do an hour. And this was yeah. you know, as for doing two years. Pretty good. No, no, no. When you do that, you're entering the big leagues. By the way, that's a cope. And I wish I could have evidence of it and find it, but I don't. But I do remember the time he was getting annoyed and he was kind of boasting about the fact that he got the special so quickly. And he was also using it as a form of validation. I got the special quickly. That must mean I'm funny. That must mean I'm good at what I do. Like it was like uh, basically him being validated, him being stamped, him being approved, him being kind of made to feel like, yeah, I'm a legit stand-up comedian because I've got a stand-up special. As opposed to, are you actually funny? Yes or no? That wasn't the case. It was more so, you haters don't know what you're talking about. Showtime wouldn't give me a special if I wasn't the funniest person in the world. So now he's trying to rewrite history because he's telling the truth in the beginning. That's a rare instance where he let it slip and said the truth. The truth was all his friends told him not to do it. So to answer Savarkano and everybody else on there with the previous clip, yes, he did have friends telling him not to do it. Joe Rogan, the most important person in his life who he speaks about more than he speaks about his own mum. Brian Callen, the person that introduced him to stand up. Chris Leah, a person that he's sucking off now even though he's got rape allegations around him and kitty diddling shit. Pierre Vaughan, another person who he tried to claim credit for in terms of his career, is a good friend of all people that he respects and looks up to, and played a, mon a pivotal moment, pivotal part, sorry, pivotal part in his career. All told him, "Don't do it." The guy still did it. Why? Because he's a fucking redact, lost cause, absolutely insane to think people that are jealous of you. Yeah, it, yeah. it's showtime. So you're there with. The, you know, the Sebastian had a special on Showtime, yeah. Eric Griffin, Bur Birds on HBO. Like so, seasoned guys that have been doing yeah. it 20 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, they were just trying to protect me. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I, I can honestly were. back that up. Yep. Victim. No, not protect you. They were trying to tell you not to do it because it was a bad idea and it'd be terrible. And it was. Still, you'd be surprised. It's better than Gringo Pappy. But the other side of it, Brendan, is how do you say no? 
Like, imagine That's if Joe Rogan two years in, or me, or anyone, they said, hey, we want to, you know, you're too new to not know that, that it's probably the wrong move. You're like, oh my God, this is... This Harlow Williams is a good guy, and he's trying to be really fun and really help him out. But this is not a good excuse. Brendan had the advantage that nobody else had. He had seasoned comics around him. Professionals who've been in the game for a very long time, all giving him advice, all a stone's throw away. Because he was pally-pally with Rogan, it allowed him access to people he probably shouldn't be friends with or know in any way, shape or form. So if you actually wanted to have advice or, you know, get some insight or have a second opinion on something, he could have asked. And the time that he did ask, they all told him, no, don't do it. And he didn't listen. So this excuse isn't applicable to Brendan, in my opinion. But Harlan Williams is a good guy, so he's just trying to be nice. This will propel me. That you know, it, yeah. it, it's like any in anything. Like and if, I, I always learn the hardest way. Yeah. Like, and they know that with anything, it's like I, I have to learn the way I learn. And I, got- that's not a good way to go about life, though. You're a forty-year-old man with kids and shit. You have to learn by what? Always slamming your finger in the fucking car door. Why can't you just watch where you're closing the door and watch where your fingers are going? That's not a, that's not that's not a a good thing to brag about, in my opinion. Or or, or am I mistaken here? I don't think you should be boasting that you have to learn by failing. You have to learn by producing one of the worst specials of all time. A special that's going to haunt you until the day that you die kind of thing. Why would you do that to yourself if you don't need to? If you have the ear of all these amazing stand-up comedians and podcasters and shit and people in the industry that can tell you don't do it, why not take their advice? Why not listen to what they're saying? They know what they're talking about. Why should you have to go through the things that you went through just so you can learn? (laughs) Why? Why do that? <laughs> Gotta They're learn. Taking the the toughest road. It's like if they said for your second fight, "Hey, we know you're new, kid, but we want to put you in against Chuck Liddell." Yep. Would you go no? Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. Maybe you would, but no, I'd say I no. wouldn't. Yeah, I'd probably say no. Or at least, hopefully, the my management team would be like you're not ready for that. Right. You know? But but, everyone, but the, as far as the business wise, everyone around me is like, yeah, this is great for you, right? But the yeah. real comics who I respect so yeah. much and idolize, they're like, no. There's his problem. He's always, you know, as much as he likes to say he doesn't, he's dictated, you know, he moves by money. If he doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. So it made a lot of money, which makes sense to him. So he took the deal. And then they end up kicking him in the ass, really, to be fair. There's yeah. no upside. You're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. Doing your, yeah. your tours. Keep doing that. There's no reason. There's no rush. And therein lies the problem. And I've said it from the beginning. I've always said that Brendan isn't a stand-up comedian. He shouldn't be doing stand-up in any capacity. Zero. He shouldn't be doing it. What he should be doing is live podcast or some sort of live version of the Shorb Show or whatever it may be. And having it be interactive. So maybe mixing elements of the golden hour of the Shorb Show and the Fire and the Kid and doing that on like a weekly basis, bi-monthly basis with Brian Callen also. I think they'd actually make more money together on the road than they would do separately. But these comedians are all greedy. They want to double dip and shit. They don't want, they don't like splitting money, whatever it may be. But they'd actually make way more money going on the road together and doing little kind of shows and kind of connecting with the fans that way. But they don't like it. Brendan doesn't like his fans. He doesn't like to split money and, you know, Callan has to fucking pay 20 grand alimony and shit so they probably all need the money I understand it but he should probably spend way more time doing some sort of variety live podcast show thing than doing stand-up comedy because he just hasn't got it he just hasn't got it 
simple as that and he actually would make more money doing that than doing stand-up because it's you know it's something you could kind of maybe milk a bit more with merch and shit and whatever it may be but for some reason he doesn't do it so if you ever wondered or if you're ever kind of curious i wonder if some of his friends told him not to do stand-ups to a special they told him but he didn't care be up crash you should be Bapa's manager and fashion consultant <laughs> yeah i would mate but he doesn't like black people so it wouldn't work out but big up crash thank you for the one dollar 99 super chat big up austin casey oh let me do that again i always thought that brenda did the first special so quickly because he was trying to shake off the public humiliation of rogan telling him that he should stop fighting it was his way of quickly proving that he didn't need ufc because he was a yeah austin casey hold on let me do that one more time let's see if it plays I always thought that Brenda did the first special so quickly because he was trying to shake off the public humiliation of Rogan telling him that he should stop fighting. It was his way of quickly proving that he didn't need UFC because he was a... Yeah, I agree. Uh, didn't need UFC because he was a comic now. Uh, Austin Casey, that's a brilliant point. That's actually a very good point. I never thought about it that way. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. That he rushed to sign because I think that happened around the same sort of time actually getting offered the deal with Showtime and then it all kind of made sense okay cool now I can kind of that's the epic bounce back you get humiliated by Joe Rogan on the JRE a friend calls you out in public like that Brian Callen doesn't help you you're dead drowning with Rogan staring at you telling you that you're going to get smashed by everybody that's top five or top ten you kind of embarrassingly have to agree with him because you're losing a lot and your heart's not really in it but then it looks like you're only quitting because of Rogan, which is not the right way to go about things. And then suddenly in your inbox, you get in, you get fucking Showtime emailing you saying, hey, we want to give you a deal to do not only a stand-up comedy special, but also be the host of our new... Because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Brendan the whole... Didn't Brendan... Launch, again, this is, you have to give the guy credit for this, like, actually. didn't he, Wasn't he the person who launched the kind of combat sports side of Showtime? I don't think they were doing a lot of combat sports, mixed martial arts. No, they're doing combat sports. They do boxing, of course, but they weren't doing MMA. So I think Brendan may be the person who was responsible for launching the MMA side of uh, Showtime. And, you know, so they offer him a special with however X amount of money. They produce it, everything. And then they offer him also a deal to have his own show. And I think at the beginning, if you remember, that Showtime day, if I'm not mistaken, that show, it was on TV. So they would take segments of the show, cut it down and have it on TV. But over the time, you know, it, f it was fucking terrible. So it was on TV and he also did the kind of podcast thing on YouTube and shit. So maybe that's why he took the deal because it was a quick way to show everybody that he knew what he was doing. He had it figured out. He had a plan in mind. That may be true. And who knows? Maybe at the, also at that same time, maybe his missus was pregnant also. I'm not too sure if that's true. I'm throwing that out there, but that might be also a part of it. Maybe his wife was pregnant with the first kid at the same time. So all those things kind of contributed to him deciding to do it. But I still think it was a stupid decision. I still think he shouldn't have done it. Um, he was making, you know, back then, Fire and the Kid was making so much money. They was always selling out on their merch. The shows were getting hundreds of thousands of views. He didn't need to do that so quickly. He wasn't like he was broke or anything. Um, in my opinion, from what I understand, um, he could have just chilled out a little bit done a couple of live shows banked that money and then moved on but you know maybe i don't know what i'm talking about maybe i don't know what i'm talking about anyway moving on from that one 
let's play the clip that I want to play as well with this is from before in it let's play this actually where is it yeah, let's play the clip of Brendan trying to defend Chris Delia from before I've seen this on some other channel this is from Bussing on the Boys Bussing on the Boys <laughs> Bussing with the boys, not bussing on the boys. Sorry, <laughs> I think that's something I watched yesterday. Bussing on the boys, but this is bussing with the boys. This was from a couple of years ago, I think. Right? When was this? Last year only. Why? It feels like it was longer than that. This is from last year, March 2022. Last year, um, Brendan Shaw trying to defend Crystal Lee and also trying to explain why he's working with him just as when the first round of allegations came out. So this is kind of Brendan Shaw's rationale for, you know. Yo, big up a story to tell. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for the $10. At this point, if Brendan had an awesome special with great jokes, nobody would believe it. They would wonder who wrote it or where did he steal it from? Exactly, yeah, for sure. It's too late now. Um, it doesn't exist. And again, that special isn't happening anyway. The guy's just not funny. Uh, I think Ari Shafir said it. I think Ari Shafir said it. You can't be... You can't, you can't just become a stand-up comedian in your mid thirties or in your, you know, early just with no experience of doing comedy before, nothing in entertainment, nothing like zero. It's just not going to happen, and he's proof of it. Like, and he's been again. Brendan is approaching ten years into comedy. Ten years—that's usually the magic number everyone tries to reach, and he's no more confident on stage. The articulation is all over the place. The breath controls all over the place. The pronunciation, the enunciation, the premises are awful. The drug structure, the writing is terrible. Everything about it is shocking. He's like he's like one year in or something. So it's never happening. He's never getting good. It just is what it is. And you'd be surprised. It's still better than Grigor Pappy. Anyway, this is Brendan Shaw trying his best to defend Crystalia and um, give his opinion as to why council culture is bullshit and the tactics around bringing Chris Lea back on the program and standing with him and stuff. Very bizarre. This is from a year ago. I have to kind of preface that from one year ago when the initial allegations happened, but I would assume this is probably still Brendan's POV. So if people are out there thinking, oh, I wonder what Brendan Shaw thinks about the Rolling Stones article. I wonder if he has something to say, a different comment. No, no, no. there's not a different comment. He's already put all these chips in on Chris D'Elia. He wants to be his best friend. He basically replaced, I feel like Brian Callan and Chris D'Elia's friendship. Yeah, that's what he did in it. Brendan was very smart. I don't know how he did it, but he really did weasel his way into Chris D'Elia's life. He became his best friend very quickly when really Brian and Cal Brian and of Chris were closer technically because they've been friends longer and he was also a bit closer to Theo for for a period I felt like but Brendan really did leapfrog both of those guys when Chris got cancelled he really made an effort to let Chris know I'm your friend I'm your friend and you know essentially uh started paying him money and now Chris is beholden to him but this is Brendan from last year explaining the whole Chris thing bring him here how do you uh figure out like with Chris coming on how does that business side of it work you come in and he's like, hey, I should probably start getting paid. Then Patreon, you guys are doing You know, he's talking about that Brinks truck, too. You know, he wants to get paid, paid. Who's that? Chris. He's he deserves it, though. He, des he yeah. deserves it because, you know, the, the Patreon, because we, so, you know, King of Sting's a proven commodity. It's a proven show yeah. that we've been doing for four years, getting big boy money. So he gets a smaller salary from that. He's paid as an employee. But then Patreon, the three of us started together. Right. So it, that's split three ways across the board. Yeah. When when you were when Chris was dealing with all that stuff, that's the last time you were on this pod. Mm -hmm. And so with that process, he was dealing with all the everyone trying to cancel him thing for all that stuff. When did you <laughs> all that stuff? <laughs> Can you please explain? Could you please clarify what all that stuff is? 
what is all that stuff? Messaging 17-year-olds? Cheating on your wife one million times? That's not what people don't talk about often enough as well. Like, can, can you question somebody's loyalty to their best friend when allegedly supposedly according to the allegations they may have cheated on the mother of their children like one million times is there not a part of you as a dude that's like you know what i'm not kind of down for that i'm not gonna lie it's like a guy that tries to be like i've had some friends like that too that try to involve you in their lies and their schemes no 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 if you want to do what you want to do do it by yourself but don't try and get me involved because i actually don't mind your girlfriend i think she's kind of lovely i think she's nice I don't want to have to look her in the face and know that I'm keeping the secret. You know what I mean? I don't want to be, don't be involved in your conspiracy. Like, please, especially if it's a long-term partner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not some like skeezy on the road. This is like somebody that you actually call a wife and you want to, nah. Anyway, let's continue. Do you guys decide, when did he decide? And did you guys talk about when he can kind of like creep back into the world he used to live? Creep back in. No pun intended. It's up to him. Yeah, good question. It was up to him because um, Chris was so hurt by everything that happened. I can't imagine what he went through. As fans, we were... <laughs> Chris was the real victim here. Not all these young, impressionable um, women who were essentially taken advantage of because they were in a very fragile mental state. No. None of those women that had to get brandished with his initials on them in order to prove their love to him. None of these women who have to fucking embarrass themselves and humiliate themselves by sending them sending pictures of themselves on a somewhat hourly basis to Chris to prove that they were still one of his quote unquote babies. No, they're not the victims. Not the literal children. <laughs> Crystalia. Gotta love it. Sitting there like, damn. Bro like, broken hearted, it's not true, and, and it's not. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Are you? In, if you want to argue, I'd love to do it. No, no I'm. Right. What? Hold on. What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? True, and, and it's not. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Are you in? If you. That's what I'm curious about. Hot take. If your friend gets accused of what Chris Lee has been accused of, and you still want to be their friend, that's your prerogative. You still want to do business with them. That's your prerogative. But. Dying on the hill of, it's not true, I believe my friend, is fucking insane. Because you weren't there. You don't know. And also, if it then transpires that it was true, you're risking your career for your friendship. And you should never do that. I remember in the beginning, when the whole thing went down with Brian Callen and shit, for a long time, I was like, why isn't Joe saying anything? Joe's been going like the Louis C.K. shit happened, right? Joe did not shut up about the Louis C.K. shit. He was all the time talking about the Louis C.K. situation. The two female comedians agreed to it. It's a kink that Louis C.K. has. It's well known. Cancel culture is bullshit. Like he was going on and on about the Louis C.K. cancellation. He wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Eventually, it transpired that maybe the allegations about Lucy K weren't what they first was fucking intimated. Fair enough, and he essentially got welcomed back into the fold, or he just came back into the fold. No one really cared, and he's still a beast of a comic, one of my favorites, clearly. But at the time, Rogan didn't shut up about it. Then it happened. Then a similar situation happens to Brian Callen. Don't get me wrong; not the same type of offense. You know, asking two female comics if you can jerk off in front of them whatever it may be however gross that is is definitely not the same as allegedly raping people understand 
But I just couldn't understand why Joe wouldn't speak up for Brian Callan when he was going to arms for Louis C.K. and defending him at every fucking point and talking about how how flipping unfair it was and whatever it may be. But then I remembered, I got, I got, I wised up. I kind of put my big point pants. So I was like, you know what? Why would you, if you're Joe Rogan, go out on a limb for Brian Callan and say that he didn't do what he's been accused of? When that could put in jeopardy your own career and your own platform why would you risk that you don't know if that's true you hope it isn't because it's your friend of course you're going to hope it isn't but you don't know if it's true so you're not it would be really foolish to go out there and to platform him quote-unquote to fight him to, to, to fight for him to plead his innocence when you know when you don't know if it's not true then you have to add another caveat to it. At the same time that Brian Callan shit was going down, I'm pretty sure it might have been the same time that Rogan was actually initially negotiating with Spotify. So what are you going to do? Are you going to defend Brian Callan and risk one of the biggest paydays you've ever had? $300 million for a licensing deal on fucking Spotify where after the deal ends, you can take your fucking IP back and do whatever you want with your podcast? Of course not. So it made complete sense why Rogan, like an adult, decided long term, I'm going to look after myself and my family and my future and I'm going to shut the fuck up about it. And he hasn't spoke about it ever. He's never, he's, I think there was a period of time after the, the Callan rape went down, he didn't mention Brian Callan's name for like a year, stretch, a year, one year stretch. And Brian Callan's meant to be one of his best friends. They've been friends for like 30 plus years. They essentially started stand up around the same sort of time. He didn't mention his name for one year. And it makes sense because he had 300 million on the line, generational money. He's making a lot of money now, but that's the kind of money that can set up your kids, 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 kids. But Brendan's here fighting Chris Alia's case when there's like potentially hundreds of victims and he's only been Chris Alia's friend for what? Maybe 10 years? I say less. Maybe 10, but I say less. And he's fighting, pleading for his case and essentially putting his family's future on the line for Chris D'Elia, who's a fucking Nepo baby as well, by the way. Even if he does get completely cancelled, he's fine. He's not going to come out and work at Target ever. His family's got him. And also, the other really cruel irony of this is, if the roles were reversed, God forbid, because I don't want it to happen to him, but if the roles were reversed and Brendan Shaw was accused of diddling, of abusing women, of having cults, all this shit, do you think Chris Lear will be on podcast defending him? I don't. <laughs> he wouldn't say a sh he wouldn't say a fucking word. Do you think he'd have him on it? Do you think they he'd create a show with him and do it together? I don't. Do you think he'd be a guest on the fire and a kid? I don't. So Brendan is either incredibly loyal or incredibly redacted, or maybe both. You want to argue i'd love to do it no I'm I'm, we're on your side i know no, that's why i'm hard to navigate no, i'm saying for yeah. the listeners out there i'm telling yeah. you people that oh this this prove it show, show me one shred of fucking evidence right dude. and I, i'll never work with the guy again yeah hold on so you need to see evidence to prove that he did it and then you won't work with him but you're only working with him because there's no evidence so what you don't actually believe him <laughs> 
I'm confused. Estoy muy confid, confis, confid, confido. How you say it in Spanish? Is it concido, confido? Estoy muy concido. Spanish-speaking people in the chat, let me know. When you, if you say I'm confused, is it estoy? Or yo estoy muy confido, confidudo. Am I saying that right? I'm probably not. Please help me. Esto es, is it? Esto es muy confidido. Is that the word? How you say it? I'm sure there's at least con. How do you say that? How's that word say? Confundido. Confundido. Estoy muy confundido. Muy bien. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. But, you know, these certain uh, media outlets, they're not writing that story. They found because nothing. they already doubled down already on doubled down. They were, This guy's the worst ever. Well, we're, what happened? Well, but we have proof. <laughs> that a lot of that was doctored and fake and he sued them and won. Where's, where's, the, the, where's that article? Right. So for Chris was so hurt by the business and friends turning his back on him. You know, he was a hermit for, I fuck, dude, about a year. And I'd go to his house and talk to him. And uh, every month, I'd send him a pair of shoes with a note that says, get back on stage, start doing your podcast. Mm. Every, every month, I'd send him, because he's a sneakerhead like me. <sighs> this is so pathetic. I bet you there's not a single person in Brenda Shaw's family, close family, and close friends that he's done this for. And he's met this guy, what, in his mid-30s? And you're sending him shoes, telling him to go back on stage. Hey, dude, just send you a pair of shoes so you can go and run after kids at recess. Sorry, so you can get back on stage. Excuse me? Every month, I'd send him a new pair of shoes. He'd open up to have a note, get back on stage, start doing your podcast. Right. Every fucking month. And he was like, I'm not ready, not ready. And then finally, after time, you know, I think, you know, he worked on himself a ton. You want to talk about a guy who's the poster boy of cancel culture? This is how it should work. <laughs> it's I don't think he's got that term right, by the way. Poster boy of cancel culture. Hmm. So you mean he should be getting canceled? Is that what you mean? <laughs> the poster boy of cancel culture. What kind of term is this? Come, Mr. Diche. Rapist on the post. Can <laughs> Chris D'Elia made some mistakes? No doubt, man. In, yeah, in but everybody illegal, makes mistakes. No, correct. Yeah. yeah. Every every day, um, I just accidentally DM seventeen year olds from time to time. Like, oh fuck, not again, not again. Oh man, what you're seventeen? Whoopsie. Thought you were seventy one. Ha ha ha. What the fuck's he talking about? Yeah. Made some mistakes. Hundred percent. Anything legal? Absolutely fucking not. Learned from it. Worked on himself. Does fucking three hours of therapy every single day three hours of therapy makes the pedo go away he's such a better person now he should be the post boy of cancer culture what so it was so he's basically trying to say the cancer culture was a good thing because it got him to work on himself but the unfortunate thing about this is that the documentary and the further article from rolling stones has been able to prove and even chris admitting that he went to therapy recently that he was still doing the same shit just a year ago or even a few months ago he was still doing the same shit so all of this three hours of therapy a day you know press x for doubt on that one everything press x for doubt even the sending of the shoes once per month press x for doubt do you remember when he started the shop show brendan said he would change a shoe on the shelf every month 
he didn't change it once. <laughs> I think it was like a Yeezy or something. He didn't change that shoe once. And he's trying to make me believe that he changed, he gave, he sent the, that guy a pair of shoes, a pair of fakes every month. Yeah, all right. He's a better person, better human being, better dad. Like he had a, a kid throughout all. Hey, 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 son. Hi, daddy. Why are you crying? Oh, man. Sorry, son. I'm just crying because I've just realized how much of a better dad I am now that I'm not messaging 17 year olds. It really helps. All this. And, you know, I, to make it so fucking dude, hard. I knew yeah. Chris before Fuck. all this happened. And, you know, Chris was tough, man. Chris was tough. He was a dark soul and just, you know, tough, not a real human being. Like, he was a bit of a narcissist. And I love a bit of a narcissist. <laughs> him, and he's so talented. I fucking love him. Now, Chris is a real dude, man. Mm. He would be salt of the earth, would do anything for you, man. So, all it took was him being exposed as a potential pedo, a, an abuser, a creep, for them to suddenly turn into a human being. He shed the skin of narcissism. Okay. And he had to go through that experience. He came out like fucking Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption and fucking, you know, he crawled through some shit. You know, I'm as Morgan Freeman in Mexico and St. Watana or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And uh, Theo's there too. So it's like. And Theo's there too. Like they've all played this. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, this little joke. Like, I'm as Morgan too. Yeah, and we're just, me and Theo, we're standing the boat down yeah. for him, you know, to get away from him. Yeah. So um, it's just. That was a tough time, man. Yeah. And I, I think for me, I struggled with it too. Sorry, dude. You're good. Uh, killer Boots, man. I had Thank to... You, um, that was Georgia Boot. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> you know, that was a tough time, man. Because, you know, you, I come from same kind of, uh, uh, you know, same background as you guys where football's a team. We 100%. rally around each other. 100%. And, you know, before the pandemic, before all that cancel culture shit, we had a squad, man. We were like the comedy rat pack at the store and the podcast. Rat pack alert. It's the golden age. Everyone's making money. We're fucking balling. We all do each other's podcasts. Pandemic hits, cancel culture hits. And to me, having football in the fight background, I'm like, oh no, this is where we band together, dude. We fight this shit. Yeah. Everyone just went poof. But the thing, was, the thing that he's mistaken cancel culture for, he's making it seem like the cancel culture shit was like they were getting canceled for saying racy jokes on stage. That wasn't what was happening. They were all getting outed as fucking sex pests. And at the time when that shit was happening, it was like a career ender. So it's no surprise that a lot of those guys ran away and quit and moved away and kept quiet and shit because their careers were on the line. It was during the pandemic, bruh. Lockdown was on. People couldn't perform. So if your career got ended during the pandemic, it was pretty hard for you to kind of start back up again once things going. You already were hurting for money because all your gigs got cancelled. The last thing you need to do was to you know throw yourself on a grenade for fucking crystalia a guy who probably wasn't the nicest when he was you know up when chris was successful I'm, I'm sure he wasn't the kind of guy who was extending his arm back to help people he had his crew and that was it and in the moment he got cancelled for essentially you know being accused of whatever he's got accused of why would you want them to go and help him out when he didn't help you out? And especially for the crime that he was b being alleged to, to have done or whatever allegation he had against him. It makes no sense. It's self-preservation. These people aren't your friends. That's probably where he got mistaken from. He thought these guys were his friends. And like I keep saying, it's somewhat commendable that he's disredacted, that he thinks this is what friendship is. But Chris is only his friend now because he pays him. 
And I guarantee you, I say this you know, with all certainty, if Brendan Shaw was accused of what Chris Alea was accused of, Chris wouldn't spit on him if he was on fire. He legitimately wouldn't. He would say, nice knowing you, life rips, oops, and he'd keep it moving. He would not be on podcast defending him like this, let alone starting shows with him. He wouldn't. No shit, dude. B blew my mind. Callan was dealing with something right around the same time. Yeah, Callan couldn't come on firing the kid, man, for a year. I had to You're kind of like, for, you oh, went from okay. having a squad to being like this lawless Avenger rolling around by yourself. to pick up and a lot of... Anyway, that's the clip. Fucking insane. Um, Brendan's out here fucking, you know, trying to defend and fight for Chris Alea's honor. This clip is obviously from a year ago, so don't be confused and think it's a something's happened recently. But if you have any confusion as to or doubt as to what Brendan's mindset is and what he thinks about the allegations, that's probably what he thinks about them now. I guarantee you, he probably thinks exactly the same thing now. Nothing has changed in the slightest, which is really, really sad, upsetting, and makes me absolutely mad. Talking about people in that group, thank you for the people sending the Friday the Kid who uploaded this. Absolute legend. This is a clip taken from the Friday the Kid subreddit, and it features the one and only Will Sasso. Will Sasso had an update as to where he's been and what's been going on. And, um, yeah, interesting answer as to, you know, the boys, the Brian Callens and the Crystal Lears. This is, gives you a real good indication as to why Will Sasso hasn't been around those guys anymore. Um, he was on Fear of One's podcast, by the way. Fear of One's podcast is absolutely smashing it, by the way. He's absolutely killing it. Um, so, yeah, Will Sasso, the legend. Let's hear what to say. At the end of the show, uh, it was, uh, well, first it was, uh, it was Brian and Chris. You remember those guys? Yeah, yeah. What are they up to? And <laughs> then, uh, and then there was, um, uh, uh, Chad Colchin did it with me and our good buddy, Tommy Blotcher, the funniest man in the world. I think, uh, Theo's asking him about the 10 minute podcast. And, uh, Tommy and I, at least were always like, yeah. <laughs> did y'all ever think about starting it back up? Was there ever a conversation to, uh, yeah, you know, for a while, uh, like a few years ago, uh, yeah, Brian and Chris were like, maybe you want to do it again? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, maybe. And then, uh, I don't know, I think they're both living in Costa Rica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, Will Sasso's the only person to come out of this smelling of roses. He distanced himself from Chris Lear and Brian Callen rapidly. Rapidly. He actually had some molecule of morals principles backbone that he stood on like nah not with that fuck all that shit kept it moving and hasn't been seen with those guys ever since i still think the breaking point for will sasso was when covid and lockdown happened because i think a lot of people myself included that's when i completely turned off firing a kid completely when those guys were going around performing during the peak of the pandemic, um, acting as if like they were fucking essential workers, catching COVID four million times, um, and just generally just being fucking annoying, talking about the virus every fucking single day, about the you know the restrictions and shit, complaining and whining. It it drove me it drove me insane. It drove me insane. <laughs> and then I think they had that argument with um, Will Sasso on the pod as well at the same time about it. And he was obviously clearly irritated, even though he was joking about it. And I think at the same time, then the cancellations happened and it's sort of like, you know, 
went hand in hand. But I think Will Sasa was over those guys the moment all that pandemic lockdown, you know, comedy performance nonsense things was happening where all these comedians were running around the country fighting for their right to perform on stage and do shitty jokes whilst people's grandmothers were literally dying and <laughs> shit. You guys are like, no, I must perform. I'm, you know, Whitney Cummings and those kind of people are like, no, I must tell people about my pussy. I must get on stage, please. Yeah, they uh, they definitely hit they hit some snags. Everything's gonna be fine. Look, be honest. Uh, yeah, let's be be very transparent. Get out ahead of uh, any uh, issues you may have had, or don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the answers. Yeah, I think a lot of that's hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that yeah, that's all. That's a good thing to say is I don't know. Yeah, yeah, real. Yeah, but anyway. That's kind of their own journeys. Yeah, I mean, I think they both... I love it, innit, with these comedians, isn't it? Like, the lack of fucking... The lack of courage they all have is pretty interesting, which makes me think, in general, the reason why they don't come out and essentially call each other out sometimes for, like, disgusting shit, like being accused of legitimately being a pedo, is because some of them have, must have some really crazy shit in their own closet that they don't want people to see. That's the only real excuse. Or maybe they just fundamentally don't have much of a moral compass. That might be one of it. That stand-up comedy might attract that broken people. Who knows? But I think most of them have their own shit going on that they don't want anybody knowing about. So they'd rather not bring any light to it by just keeping quiet, pretending it's not happening, and just keep on keeping on. Maybe. Been through, you know, they've both dealt with... I mean, different side, you know, they've it's, been through a lot of that. Yeah. Suddenly a comedian who gets paid to use his words cannot find the words. Hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. It it's, sure is a lot. A whole world of that is a lot. Uh, whenever I start. Mm, it's not really a lot, is it? Your friend got accused of being a diddler. That's bad. If delegations are true, that's disgusting. It's horrible. If it's false, I'm here for him. It's not too difficult, really, isn't it? To be honest, I don't know. It's kind of black and white. Start to think about it, I immediately stop. Yeah, yeah, because I go like, "That's a lot." And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, see, I'm stopping right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same man. Yeah, so that's your answer if you needed it. Will Sasso doesn't fuck with Chris Leah or Brian Callen until the allegations get cleared up. He will not be seen with those guys ever again. And even if they do, he probably is just over it anyway, by the looks of it. Which I don't blame him because I actually like Will Sasso. I think he's fucking hilarious. That fucking Jesse Ventura fucking impersonation still gets me till this day. I'm actually going to play it here. Let's see if I can find it. Um, absolutely amazing. He's super funny. He's, like, he's not even a stand-up. He's just a comedic actor. So the fact that he's that funny um, means that he's legit. Oh, there's two. There's a new one. There's got him, him and Theo doing it. Okay, cool. There's a fear one and there's a and there's a Callan one. Let's play the Callan one. The Callan one's fucking hilarious. From back in the day on Firing a Kid, five years ago. Look, see, and I liked it five years ago. Remember back then, I used to like stuff. Boy, oh when boy. the structure's compromised, it falls in on itself. That's too much. That's why um, the World Trade Center didn't fall over. Like it could have been, it had to be detonated because oh, that's the way it falls. Did it? They put? Did they put charges in there? Is that what the? No, CIA no, no. did guys. I don't know. Uh, if no, you that. can see, or did they do that? In, or did uh, maybe Come on, let's go. Let's a, go. A theory on on the Mexico earthquake. Make a fucking frog gay. <laughs> yeah. Did the CIA do that? Did they? Did they rig? Explain all? Tower Seven. Yeah. They got. They got the <laughs> Hillary's a lizard, on. and she took Tower Seven and, and put charges in it. Yeah. And they make a fucking frog gay. <laughs>
All right, take it easy, Alex. Well, why don't you tell me why the Tower 7 fell on its own? Well, if you're so, I'm here with a Navy SEAL. Well, I'm here a with a, SEAL. I'm a Navy SEAL. I, I, I am, I, I'm a Navy SEAL. I, I own 87 dogs, and all of them were trained by Nate. And when I was the governor of Minnesota, I had over 100 dogs. Now, what say you to that? Well, if you're such a patriot, I don't know. you know how the 9-11, uh, you know what happened What's that have on to do with your dogs, I guess you Jesse? must have been there I, I guess you must have been there I wasn't and Nate would tell you that a press of canario that six press of canarios could uh, don't say take down a building because that's not factual I was not gonna say, say that, that right. I was gonna say they could four of them could take out a nuclear submarine that's not true we had them doing it in the, the marines. marines I don't know about that I you was a Navy SEAL I know you were you said that. I live in the Baja, Baja. All right. and I don't I, I spend less than six months a year in the continental oh. United States of America. I have a thousand gallons of potable water. I don't know what there, you're saying. And I have a silo full of tortillas. Okay, but what is the point of what the, what is the point? Well, why don't you tell me? I don't know, man. You you're, tell me. Why, why don't, don't you tell, tell me, me I, what the point I'm trying is to follow. If you're such a patriot. I am a patriot, but you know what? Just because yeah. you have a silo full now, of Now, you want to show us pictures of uh, shaven and shorn chimps. And you and you've never stepped in the in the uh, in the arena of battle with a chimp. And when you I do, never said I, you'll be thumbing your ass for sure. I, because I, I have gone in hand to hand combat with many chimps. You have armed, yes, armed only with a polar bear femur, and when, that's something you don't know anything about. I don't believe because you. I'll be over there in Da Nang, and I'll be over there on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. <laughs> there are no chimps there, and, there and no I'll keep the chimps in with me while you're over here taking patty cake <laughs> lessons. I'm not. I, with your boxing Vietnam coach. War is over. And the Vietnam War well, never started. started. What? What? <laughs> what did you just say? I said the Vietnam War started so that it could never end. Why did I never said that? You, I don't know. Why what, don't you tell me what I said? I don't fucking know. I'm trying to you follow you, me. Jesse. I'll tell you what I said. What did you say? I said <sighs> the Vietnam War <laughs> was started by chimpanzees. <laughs> It's factually, it, it's factually true. What would you know? Why don't you tell me what? I happened? am telling you that you that's weren't there. there. Why? That, that I, I watched Nixon sign an order. So what did the chimps do? They started the war. I wrestled Bob Backlund for forty-five minutes in the Philadelphia Spectrum. <laughs> well, fine, but that doesn't to make a draw. You... It doesn't make so you. So why don't you tell me? me. All right. You why don't what? you tell me? Get him out of here. <laughs> All right. Fine. I'll leave. Bye bye. I'm God going damn that guy's. That guy's so hard to follow. Oh, honestly, so fucking good. I don't know, man. He's just fuck Jesse Ventura. Just runs in here and fucks your podcast up. Yeah, he doesn't. He's in control. This is no sense. Yeah, well, there's security here for a reason. Well, he's huge. So what are you gonna do? He's a big guy. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Sorry about that. Fuck how big you are when you take the the butt of a shotgun to the face. You're gonna drop to your knees, and that's something you've never (laughs) felt, Brian Callen. And I know a thing or two. I've I've served with women in the Marines. I I. You in the right, I was in the Navy SEALs. Okay, but you said the Marines. Just well, now. I did not say that. That's not what I said. You just I said, said that. that. I no, I had a secret. It. I had a secret team of a dozen women and me. I don't. And think we so. would go. Yes, we would. And we went to Cambodia together. And then what did you do in Cambodia? We took out the enemy, and then we had sex. 
we had sex. Well, have you ever had a 13-some? I've never had a 13. I have. I, All right. You're well, not a patriot if you haven't had a 13-some. I don't think that's a good measure 12 Navy SEALs built like Linda Hamilton, and I'll tell you another thing. What? They sure did cock my shotgun that thing. Okay. And I gotta, we get, Jesse, you've got to get out of here. Right, We're be, doing current I'm fine. Bye-bye. This is what they why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me? Oh, that's fucking brilliant. I've actually not seen the one with him recently on on <laughs> Fearball. Let's see this one, the recent one. Oh my god! Why don't you tell me? Oh Jesus Christ! Pick up Will Sasso. You're a legend. You're Since a you've been on, I had Jesse Ventura on. Really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Oh. How was that? No, no, no. I did. I I know that you did that. I did not check it out though. How was that? A night. It was a nightmare. <laughs> He's. You gotta like watch every word you say, right? I mean, he talked for. <laughs> here it is, right there. He talked for seven. He talked for seventeen hundred year. He talked for seventeen hundred years to hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. He's like, oh, you know, I drink four loco. He just kept going off. He's like, I drink four locos. I drink, I drink six locos. I drink four times six. I'll drink twenty four locos. And I love America, so I moved to Cuba. Yeah. Head or something. It's like he's in the Baja. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't even live in the continental United, United States. States anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the Baja. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down in the Baja now. I wouldn't vote for either of them. <laughs> yeah, that was his whole thing, bro. Well, the two-party system is uh, it's there in place to do what it does. We're all, we're all indoctrinated. Yeah, it's like I bought my American flag in uh, China. Yeah. I love this but country. I, I went there myself <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to have it. It's the largest American flag in, uh, in North America. Yeah, he kept saying, I, need, I joined the... Uh, I join the Hell's Angels as well. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm I'm part time. Yeah, you know? I just wanted free tickets to Altamont to see the Stones, <laughs> and uh, you know, back then I was just so I was mostly following the dead. And I said I gotta go see the Stones. I was this far from the guy who got stabbed in the face. <laughs> I asked him. I think I said hello. It was very, it was very just like. At, Barely anything out of the gate, and he just went. And he kept saying, "You know, I got to leave in about. I'm about to get out of here." And then he would just stay for 45 more minutes. That's awesome. And I hate to bash on him, but he was the. It was he was. I can't tell if he was mentally just kind of getting out there, mm -hmm. or if he was just damn had lost, you know, or if he was just an egomaniac, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's he's lived so many fucking lives. I know. I've never had the opportunity to meet the guy, but anytime I watch him, you know, on anything, I'm just like, I don't know that I can. It's one yeah. of those you don't want to meet your heroes kind of thing because he is, he is out there. He'll go from. But yeah, big up Will Sasso. Appreciate him. You can watch the entire clip yourself. It's 15 minutes of Will Sasso doing Jesse Ventura recently on the Fear of One podcast. Check it out. Check it out if you haven't already. Check it out if you haven't already. Um, what else we want to talk about here? Buh, 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 buh. We spoke about that. We spoke about dish. We spoke about that. We spoke about dish. Um, what else we want to see here? Bear with me a second. We spoke about that. Rotted. Spoke about this. Spoke about that. Oh, have you guys seen these pictures? Actually, big up the 
Crystalia uncensored fucking subreddit. Do you see this? Have you guys seen this? This is fucking amazing. Really, really well done. Let me get up on your screen. Bear with me one second as I get it up on here. Have you guys seen this shit? These AI images that people have made. Oh, Chris Lear getting arrested. <laughs> this might be the only justice that we see. Look at these images of Chris Lear getting arrested. Fucking hell. <laughs> Running down the street. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Honestly, these AI images are fucking incredible. He's been pinned down here on the floor by cops in full riot gear. Again, pinned down. Him hiding his phone. He doesn't want him to see his DMs. He's clutching his phones in his chest. Being dragged into prison somewhere by agents again wearing riot gear and body armor and shit. He actually looks like him. Really, really does look like him also. Pictures of the girls <laughs> being rescued from his underground bunker. Like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> and like all good um, murder mystery TV series, one of the girls has a yellow anorak on, right? There's always a, always happens. Whenever there's a, one of those series of like murder or something, or people going missing, especially if it's a little girl, they always have like a very striking jumper or jacket. So the yellow jacket is very on point. Blonde as well, right? No blacks or browns over there because we know how Chris rolls. If it's not white, it's not right. <laughs> Couple more getting escorted out from the lair that he keeps him in. His log cabin. <laughs> I've never met Chris in my entire life. <laughs> a picture of a fake Brian Callum press conference with these billboards on the outside. <laughs> When Crystal and Brian, the prank bros, the Netflix show that got cancelled. Honestly, whoever did these, well done, man. In incredible references. Fucking incredible. <laughs> I've never met Chris a day in my life. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Next one. <laughs> a picture of Brendan. New Thick Boy merch, 30% off. We told him. <laughs> Oh, absolutely incredible. This is all really well done. <laughs> Whitney Cummins holding up a cardboard sign. I made a brave tweet. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I made a brave tweet. Congratulate me. A picture of Whitney Cummings on top of front of Vogue. <laughs> on the cover of Vogue. It says Whitney Cummings from TV star to Twitter queen exclusive how she made her ex-co-star scandal all about herself with one brave tweet <laughs> secret secret learn how she knew of chrysalia's misconduct all these years and kept it a secret the quote i did the bravest thing <laughs> real quote by the way oh my god they destroyed her man this is so good this is so good and the last one chrysalia in the in prison looks like cell and on top of his bunk bed is a dolphin. I'm not too sure what the... Is it a dolphin or... Sh it's a shark, I guess, with a fin. I'm not too sure what the shark and the legend has to do with Chris Alea, But it's still a fucking incredible image. This is so well done, man. Honestly, this whole thing is fucking incredible. Big up whoever put this together. Look at that. That is so good. That is so fucking good. 
Oh, dolphins rape. Yeah, they do. True. Okay, yeah, Uche, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yes, yes, I remember, I remember now. 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 But yeah, look at that. Absolutely incredible. Really good. Um. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I fucking love this, man. Well done. Well done to the Chris D'Elia Uncensored community over there on Reddit. You guys smashed it. That was incredible. We love to see it. <clears throat> um, let's talk about this clip here. It's titled, was it? Let's see. It's titled A Diddler Dish from Last Year Worth Reheating. Let's see what let's see what they reheated here. Let's get this on the screen so you can see it. Uh, as you can see, that's a the title there. <clears throat> User and whatnot. Let's get this on the big screen. Not sure, let's just move it around here. Let's just see if that works. Move this there so you can see him. There you go. Let's see what this is all about then. A, a, a dish worth reheating. It came out, he was raping like 12 year olds, 14 year olds. What a surprise, a cult leader raping, raping underage girls. Never heard of that before. Really, dude? <laughs> I have a cult, and it's a cult. And Chris D'Elia's cult, bro? I don't trust him either. That ain't gonna end well. That thing is gonna end with everyone drinking Kool-Aid except Chris and everyone dies. Well, a lot of the people are gonna be drinking Kool-Aid because they're underage girls, probably. <laughs> Yo, Brendan is aged terribly, isn't it, compared to everybody else? Fucking hell, Brendan, man. Put down the whiskey and drink some water, brother. That's why I'm just <laughs> I have a cult. I have a cult. Chris! I'm streamlining everything into this fucking cult. They've never knowingly pursued any underage women at any point. What you talk? Fuck. Underage girls. Well, <laughs> there you have it. Oops indeed. Oops indeed. I'm curious how it plays out to be fair. I'm curious how it plays out. Will they keep hanging around with him? Will they keep endorsing him? Will they keep backing him up and saying the allegations are all false? Like, what will it take for them to say, you know what? Maybe we don't know our friend. Maybe we wished for the best. We hoped for the best, but he actually isn't who we maybe thought he was. Maybe. I really do wonder why. But um, has there been a Golden Hour podcast today? I just want to know that. Has that happened? I don't know. Because it wasn't Golden Hour meant to drop today the golden hour that's maybe a good indication as to what their current vibe is Ooh, no golden hour podcast since the last one and they don't bank these episodes they filmed them you know as is so it looks like maybe for once some real life shit's happening who knows who the fuck knows but this is not a good sign for them of course as you can see here Oh, we'll be... Ah, oh, damn it. Uche fucking proved me wrong. We'll be midnight tonight. Okay, cool. Well, so far, the last one we've seen is six days ago and then another one here from 13 days. So no new one just yet, but maybe I'm a little bit early. Um, So maybe this is later on. We should see it. But let's see. So far, nothing so far. Maybe it's an indication that the diddler is actually... A, the alleged diddler is actually a diddler. Who knows? Who fucking knows? chin post tonight they said okay cool at chang's love the post papa were looking like a full diaper um, but they usually have a waiting room poster so there's no waiting room okay cool there's no waiting yeah it's cool there's no waiting room there's no premiere happening so yeah who knows maybe it's happening maybe some real life consequences maybe there isn't but we'll have to kind of wait and see also want to quickly cover a little bit of 
Oh, let's catch a couple little bit of this actually. Um, Adam twenty two speaking to Wack one hundred about the breakup. This should be good. Let me hear what he has to say about it because I'm really curious to see what Adam twenty two's opinions are. Um, post everybody leaving, no jumper, and the fact that you know he's now on his own. He doesn't have any friends. He recently got married. None of those guys were there at the wedding, obviously. And it probably was a bit of a bittersweet moment. You finally get married to love of your life. But then he also was talking about the wedding a lot on the podcast because it would have been a really interesting time to have brought all those guys together, right? It would have been him, his family, his wife's family, and then all these new friends he's met at No Jumper and people that he counts as friends and employees and shit. And then it just turned into what it turned into. So I'm curious to hear what Adam has to say about it. This is a recent interview, actually, as we can see here. Um, from the jumper clips, let's see what Whack One Hundred confront Adam about AD and others host leaving. Let's see what he has to say. So you were talking about the guys leaving. What, what was your your main point on that? I don't know. I, I kind of felt like they felt like you didn't speak up for speak. You up and for you and AD's problem got worked out because you really didn't. You know, you know what his issue was. Yeah, because I came on here and kind of gave a whole little thing saying that I didn't really understand and what happened between fucking, us. Or you were too nonchalant. You act like yeah. you didn't care, bro. Mm. <laughs> you you act like he didn't care, bro. <laughs> Perfect response. You act like he didn't care. What's oh, so? What's the clip I said here? Did you know uh, what? Did you cover my video? Oh no, I didn't actually. Um, I'll play after this. Thank you for reminding me the clip. I'll play after this a lot to it yeah but you still act like you didn't care that was bad leadership you were supposed <laughs> to dive into that no for real you made that you but you realize you made what happened that part of your makeup of no jumper the the they ended up leaving because i tried to move ad off one show and he was on like again is he being is he being dense or is he being truthful because from my impression Everybody got annoyed or AD got pissed off and he rightfully sh should have got pissed off because Adam was discussing his performance and the potential of moving AD to another show with another employee being lush. That's just not professional. It's not very respectable. It's just not very nice to do, to hear your boss discussing your performance with another employee who's on the same level as you. Sometimes it could be, you know, it's fair to, it would be fair if AD was like, no, I think I'm a, a higher level of seniority than Lush because he's been at the place longer. Lush is a new hire. Why is Adam discussing, you know, other employees' performance and position at the place and what they're doing and blah, blah, blah with other people at the same level? That's not what you should do. You should have been speaking to Josh about that. If if Josh would have if it happened with Justin, it wouldn't have been a problem. But the fact that it happened with Lush and the way it kind of transpired, that's what's what kind of left people with a bad taste in their mouth. And he still doesn't get it. Again, I'm not too sure. Is is Adam twenty two a narcissist or is he just really dumb? I'm starting to think he might be dumb. Because he was making a lot of money with those guys. They the, the you know, no jumper was popping. If if you believe what everyone's saying about their salaries you know what's his name sharp was recently talking that he recently got he had one of his worst months at no jumper by only making eight thousand and two hundred dollars or some shit if if they can afford to pay people that amount of money i'm assuming they were making a lot of money if that's the case adam kind of fumbled the bag for himself and for the people that he's paying because clearly it's hurting them because they've had to fire a bunch of people on top of whoever left 
So I'm not too sure. Is the guy dumb? Is he a narcissist? Maybe it's both. I'm not too sure. But him having no idea why Ad, AD was annoyed is kind of wild. Basically like three shows. Or whatever. He had the food show. He had his Wednesday show. The Tuesday show. That's what I tried to do is I tried to say, I don't the think me and you. The food show is totally independent. And by the way, in terms of moving AD around the shows, I actually agree with Adam. That was a, that was a smart, that was the right decision. Having been a long time, no jumper viewer and stuff. AD was starting to phone it in towards the end. He was starting to just clock in, clock out. He was doing the bare minimum. He wasn't really contributing much. Maybe it was because he was, you know, his interest and his skills or whatever, maybe was spread too thin. He was doing his own thing with community when that was kind of popping. Fair enough. But he definitely wasn't the best host on those shows that he probably could have been. He wasn't bringing his A game. So maybe... Adam telling him, hey, I'm going to take you off this show so you can maybe focus on two or one was a smart move to do. But still, it deserved a conversation face-to-face. It didn't deserve him going and telling another employer about it. That's not the way you do things. No no wonder AD was annoyed. Well, it was on our channel. Now yeah, they're doing it but, on our channel. But what I'm saying is <laughs> that didn't affect the other shows. They, like The totally other guys different. left with him as like a sign of solidarity, which was kind of curious so you, to me. You, <laughs> Adam is fucking tapped in the head. He's fucking insane. Or maybe this is white boy logic as well. I don't know. But why would why are he surprised? Those guys were AD's friends before they were Adam's friends. Just from pure loyalty or friendship, why wouldn't you leave? That's why everybody's looking at fucking Yuri weird. Because most people, if they were Yuri, if everybody was in Yuri's position, I hope so anyway. If your girlfriend got fired from No Jumper and you worked at No Jumper, especially under the circumstances that Riley got fired, if you believe her version of events, that she was considering leaving anyway or at least getting a second job to pursue other things like hairdressing to give her other options because she wasn't feeling it or whatever her reasons were, No Jumper guys, Adam and Joss said, no, don't do that. We'll pay you more so you can focus on No Jumper. We like what you're doing. You contribute a lot. Then all this drama goes down and then they change course and decide to fire her. I would walk with my girl just because of the strength of loyalty because, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll, you know, we walk out in this together. They did you dirty. And just get some random job somewhere just to kind of hold it down money-wise for the household. I wouldn't let my girlfriend get fired and then I stay at the same place. That's fucking insane. Which is the same thing those guys did. AD essentially got told to skedazzle on one show. <clears throat> which basically made his, his position untenable because of the circumstances around it. And because, you know, I, I, Adam told Lush instead of going directly to AD about it and it just, you know, all the drama around it with the modern stuff. And then the friends were like, okay, you, you did our friend dirty. We're going to walk. That's what friends do. They have each other's back because they came into it being AD's friends or Adam's friends. But Adam somehow still can't understand it. Very bizarre. You didn't want to do the show with him. I felt like our time doing the show together had kind of run its course at that point. So was that because you kind of felt like he was getting too big? No, it was more of just like a conversational thing. I think anyone who watched the show at the time could have kind of, they could kind of see it. But like he doesn't have good communication, does he? Problem. Like, how can he not? Why is he not like a good communicator? Like, how are you unable to kind of articulate and kind of, you know, speak to your employees or people that you hire and say, hey, this isn't working out. 
I want to try something new. Do you think you could go and do this new thing? Would you be okay with moving off this show? Would you not take it personally? I don't know. Have conversations. Why can't these motherfuckers just talk to each other? Why did he have to do this whole like going to fucking lush and stuff? It's very odd this behavior it's very very strange again like i'm saying i'm not too sure is he a narcissist really because that's the trendy thing that people keep saying to psychoanalyze somebody or is he just dumb i'm i'm going for the latter like we weren't really the conversations weren't that great he was kind of so, so who are you gonna replace him with well right now we have your friend brick baby oh that's what he i don't i don't know the dude and another guy named court who you probably don't know court okay yeah so brick baby replaced ad I wouldn't say replaced, but he had been trying to do some stuff together. And then once they all left, I was like, well, you know. I like yeah, he don't know how to turn it on and off, though. Brick Baby. Yeah, see, the difference between. He's a great Brick, conversationalist. The, the difference between Brick Baby and AD is AD really is that. So he don't have to act like that. What's so he, that? That. He's really that. AD really <clears throat> come from the streets, been through it, been respected out there for a long time. So he don't have no problem sitting down and being normal. Mm. Brick Baby always want to be tough. Die, but he's real cool on the show. He he always went. I don't I don't know. I've never seen him. I think he's he's got a lot of perspective. But Brick Baby been through it, right? He's he's from the streets, right? Never listen. I, I shouldn't be trying to verify listen, this with I've you. Never <laughs> I, look. I I was hanging over there a long time, uh -huh. eighteen years. Okay. I've never, I don't know him. I don't know what he was doing, but I don't know him. You haven't been tuned into the Brick Boy Brick Baby versus Cowboy saga. No, I know Cowboy. Cowboy stay. Talking about Brick Baby on his podcast. Brick oh, he don't he don't like Brick Baby. They don't get along now. Oh, oh. Of course, Adam Twenty Two is gonna always have himself involved in the center of nonsense and drama, especially when they involve conflict with two black people. Always. Oh, I know why they don't get along. Right, I get it. Yeah, I'm cool with both of them. I'm cool with you, Brick Baby, and you aren't cool. I didn't even know Cowboy. I, I listen. He clout chasing on my name. I don't know him. I can't tell you. Cowboy. About no. Brick Baby. Brick Baby. I don't know to do. So I, I feel like you kind of misrepresented my text to you on Clubhouse. No, I, I said, didn't. would you do a podcast with Brick Baby? I asked him. He said that he was down, but that he wanted to speak to you beforehand. That's the point right there. Right. If I'm telling you right now, right? <clears throat> Or if I'm saying like for the regular, it was my idea. I said, "Yo, Brick, hold would on. you do a podcast no, 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 with Wack?" No. He said, see, he "I would do it if we talked first. Hold on, but see, that's the problem. That's the bitch shit right there. But he was open minded about it. right? No, no. If I'm telling you, <laughs> Adam is Adam really loves this shit, isn't it? Why the fuck is he involved in this stuff? This is clearly deeper than rap. This is clearly some." street shit in a way there's something happened there i'm sure whack and brick baby have had their passa passa on the internet somewhere along the line why the fuck is adam acting blase and oblivious to the issues that's at hand what's what's going on here hmm oh i was just saying adam looks unwell i've seen people on the comments um i've seen people on the reddits saying that adam may have relapsed and started using again drugs wise i'm not too sure he's saying he's working out a bunch it looks like he's just lost a lot of weight from being in the gym all the time because he's one of those people who 
not really in touch with his emotions so he's not really too sure how to process his grief of losing all his friends and have you know having the no jumper empire that he built pretty well having it all implode overnight he's actually still actually dealing with it he hasn't really kind of got over it too tough and i think he just committed all himself to fucking the gym and working out and getting healthy and fit i think that happens sometimes right it's like a response you kind of want to deal with it so you just throw yourself into another thing so i think that's the case i don't think he's actually on anything personally for me i don't think so but I've seen people say they think he is. I just think he just got drastically healthy and fit so he can distract himself from not thinking about how he may have fucked up everything and how bad he feels and whatever it may be. That's my personal opinion. Right? Like Charleston White. Mm -hmm. I don't fuck with dude. Right. Me neither. At all. Right? And I'm going to tell him, fuck you. So if you come to me and say, hey, Wack, would you be down to do a thing with um, Charles me and Charleston White? And I tell you, yeah, well, let me talk to him first. Mm -hmm. After I didn't express to the world, everybody, fuck this dude, he this, he this, he that. Mm. If I see him, it's this, 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 that, right? That's what I'm gonna call you weird. But I said that to Brig Baby like over a month ago, two, two uh, months ago. He been running his, he been running my name for over a year. Mm-hmm. You're weird because he's supposed to tell you what he tell everybody else. Exactly. I don't fuck with dude. Right, but he was just saying that he would do the content if you and him were able to talk, fight, whatever it turned into, and get to so, a point where so there was said not. fight? He said whatever y'all needed to do in order to get to zero. Adam is so messy. Why is he even getting involved in this shit? This is fucking weird, man. He just hired this brick baby guy. He's just started as a flipping no jumper. And now he's involving him with this beef that's going to spill out into other shit. Clearly. Because these two guys are hotheads. Wack 100 can't be reasoned with. Brick baby is the same, I feel like. This is a bad, bad move. He would be open to that. So Just made that, it clear he wasn't but, running but, from nothing. No, but he had to run from nothing. My point is, he clout chasing he would have loved for Wack to sit here. It was what, my idea. Though. It don't matter. He just said. You can never bring a motherfucker around me that I don't fuck with. I don't give a fuck about who I did it. But you could theoretically get to the point where you fuck no, with each other enough happen. to sit down, right? Not going to happen. Exactly. There's different levels of beef, no, right? You could sit down on camera with someone you have beef with as long as the beef was not so extreme that it was something but that was going to turn into he, a fist fight, right? But he took it extreme. Exactly. Well, recently, right? Oh, song? It's on. He, he, oh, it's on. After so much running your mouth, like. Okay. That's why is he acting? I don't know you. Why is he acting dense about this? Why? Why doesn't he know what Wack's trying to say here? I get it. Wack can be annoying too, but in this instance, if Brick Baby has been saying shit about Wack behind the scenes or on camera or on Clubhouse or whatever he's been doing, why would then Adam suggest to Wack to do a show with him or float the idea? It's just messy, isn't it? It's just messy. This again, just constant. The messy economy of content creation, man, where people's... And the funny thing about it is the, the really sad thing about this whole situation, most likely Brick Baby and Wack will have some sort of physical altercation. Something will happen, right? Someone will get rushed. Somebody will get knocked out. Something's going to happen. Adam22 will not get a single hair on his head touched. And he essentially has played an instrumental role in instigating whatever things happen here. Him and Brick Baby and Wack already have their issues, clearly two grown men who just love to argue on the internet they're always going to have their issues but it was where it was for a while then adam just stokes the flames by 
floating this content idea and now suddenly they're back at each other's throats again. And they'll probably fight, someone will get hurt and injured and Adam won't have a single hair on his head touched. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't know you, but if that's what it is, cool. Right. So now all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, if, you know, if we can talk. I no longer feel very optimistic about you and him being able to get past your issues. Why, what you mean? It just doesn't really seem like you're open to it. I was never open to it because of where he went. He took it too far. Once you go there, that's where we at. You went there. I don't, I, listen, I can't tell you what the dude looked like. I don't know him. Uh-huh. I, really, I don't. Good looking guy. I don't know. See, that's between you and Brickbait. <laughs> I don't know the dude. Right. So, I don't. He's like, got some cool braids. I don't, I don't dislike people that I don't know, regardless of where they from, what they represent. I don't, you know, I don't dislike people I don't know. Just because a bunch of other people don't like them, I'm not going to say I don't like them. I'll be like, I don't know him. Right. You hear me say, I'll be like, I don't know the guy. Is it from my perspective, bringing these, bringing people together who have issues with each other is great for not only the content, but also it would be great to have, you know, a bunch of. <laughs> this guy's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> bringing people together with content. Okay. People but that I fuck with, thing. fucking with each other. I, I'm, I'm not so that. optimistic. No, but he gains from that. He needs to sit on the side of Wack. Wack don't need to sit on the side of him. All right, so you see. Oh, mate, Adam22 is a fucking awful human being, unfortunately, man. Really, really, really is. Really, really, really is. Um, But yeah, nothing really got settled there. It is what it is. It's fucking full-on mess. Grown men screaming at other grown men about grown men doing grown men shit. And it's never going to end because you know what? The, the flipping beef industrial system is fucking rampant and it works. Unfortunately, it does work. I'm covering it. I'm I'm a nobody. There's plenty of other somebodies out there covering it. It's going to keep going. It's going to get stoked to flames. People are going to leave comments under people's pictures. They're going to start calling people out. They're going to start saying this, going to start saying this. And then suddenly people start beefing and then they're at each other's necks and then it keeps on going on. And it's another fucking it's another kind of part of the story, another fucking arc, and it just never stops. It's fucking annoying, man. It really, really is. Um, and yeah, bloody hell. It's probably for the best everyone kind of walked away and did their own thing, to be fair, because it's getting fucking crazy out there. It's getting fucking crazy. Um, okay, so let's um, check out the clip of stuff, and then I think I may have to bounce. Um... Let's see if you can find it here. What's what are you talking about? You're talking about something about unique, all right? What's what's unique doing? What's a man like unique saying? What's he saying? Um bear with me a second so I get loaded up on here. What's unique been saying? Still turn morning show, still around. Fuck those guys. Jesus Christ. Okay, so what we're saying here? So okay, cool. We're saying you Brendan's trying to pay him off. Okay, this is you. Big up the clipper for the clip. Appreciate you. Let's see this. This is unique. Um, is saying that Brendan Schub is now trying to pay him off to settle the lawsuit. So this is the lawsuit. If I'm not mistaken, this lawsuit is the one where Brendan said, "What? What is he suing unique for? Oh, he's suing unique for that clip, isn't he? Is he suing, is he suing unique for the clip of him handing a note to the girl at during the live stream of that card?" Of that fight companion thing they did, is that why he's is that why he's suing him? 
I'm sure it is, right? Anyway, let's play the clip anyway. Annoying. I can't wait till I just realized is Unique sitting in a in a cupboard or something? Is he sitting like a like a like a like a like a is it a cupboard? Looks like it, doesn't it? Or am I mistaken? Suit is over and I get to explain the truth. How about this? I think I can say this. I think I can say this about the lawsuit. Um, his team is willing to pay me money to settle. I think I can say that. They're suing me. They well, I've just said fuck you, no, not settle. But they're willing to settle. And they're suing me by paying me money. That is the most redacted thing I've heard in my entire life. But this will be the perfect way to end one of the most insane things that Brendan's ever done. This is the biggest own goal Brendan's ever done, apart from the Showtime special. Agreeing to do a Showtime special two years into comedy was the biggest own goal that he's never, ever going to recover from. But this is also one of them suing a youtuber for posting a clip of you from a live stream and titling it like you're cheating on your wife because it looked like you were and then basically trying to shut their channel down was legitimately the dumbest thing he's ever done whoever advised him to do that is legitimately a redact or really smart maybe it was somebody within law that said hey do this and then they've been charging him per the hour ever since so they've been getting a fat payday for like years, it feels like. Because it's been like a year, isn't it? Maybe even more since that shit happened. And they've still been getting paid. And now they're in a position where he wants to pay him just to end it. <laughs> Fucking hell, Brendan, man. Fucking hell. That's what Is that true? 250000 in attorney fees just so far. He must be, this is something I think these guys, man, no wonder they are, no wonder they just keep turning up and just keep going. They must be making fucking bank because again, not to get the fucking wife involved, but that lady has very expensive taste. She doesn't, she's not eating lunch meat sandwiches. She's got Birkins and shit. She's driving expensive cars, like, you know, whatever. That's a that's a grown ass woman who doesn't work who needs to be looked after. You're basically paying her way. Kids schools because they both got to private school. That's a lot of money. You got a massive mansion somewhere in LA. Who knows where it is? You just paid for your mom's home, or you're still paying for it. You got Ferraris and shit, Porsches, like like the T five K and that shit must be making a lot of money. Like those guys must make real money, like on the sly. I think they all. I, I think a good a good example of it is Bert. Bert acts like an alcoholic, like, you know, someone you'd see in your local pub. But that guy is a multi-millionaire, like multi-multi-millionaire. He makes a lot. He's already come from a rich family anyway, but year on year, month on month, week on week, those guys must make money because I can't 
ever imagine how you know paying 250,000 in legal fees so far for a court case that I initiated for a lawsuit that I initiated that's frivolous that you're not going to win waste of time and resources and money like I can't imagine it, it would it, I would be destroyed like legitimately and these guys are still keep on keeping on like either they're making a lot of money daddy's bankrolling it on the slide behind the scenes or something else is going on because this is fucking insane but it's coming here whoa oh yeah true uche papa told bobby he spent 500,000 on monster lawyers remember i don't know the guy must just be really have a lot of money either he's people are funding this behind the scenes or the show just or we just don't realize how much those shows make money because we also i think i remember we saw i did one stream before where i think we were speaking about the the amount of money comedians make on road and doing flipping comedy shows it's, it's a lot of money like you get like sometimes 30 grand for one show or for a weekend and some shit so if you start going on tour you're doing that you know four times a month that's a lot of money on top of whatever you're earning from sponsors and shit so maybe these guys but every month they're maybe clearing with imagine T Tiger Fick no imagine Fick Boy is an overarching thing with all the shows underneath it from Golden Hour to Fire and the Kid to Short Show to King and the Sting but just imagine everything with the merch I wonder what they must be pulling in a month it must be in 500,000 easy a month I think they're pulling in from sponsors ads merch ticket sales they must make on a monthly basis coming through the Fick Boy Productions bank account at least 500,000. That's the only way you could justify spending this much on legal fees. You must be making at least 500,000. And then that's why you could then, you know, people are saying leasing a car. What is it this case? Uh, how much is it to lease a, a Porsche or a Lamborghini? I don't know. Let's say, uh, what's it? Uh, lease price for Lamborghini. Yeah, or what is that? fucking hell two thousand pound per month and you have to it's a, you have to put a deposit on it right so yeah they they for sure must be making 500k each so per month sorry to justify this to do this and to also be able to fucking pay the legal fees and whatnot and just still living life and not looking stressed out and pe paying people salaries and allegedly still owing people money and shit. Wow. God damn. No, I'm not taking over this boy. Uh, no, I want to check out the Kumia thing. The anyway, yeah, he's basically answered it. Big up the clipper for the clip. But yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, Clipper, make sure you um, edit the name. I think you you spelled it wrong there. You put yik, 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 nik. But yeah, um, big up the Clipper. Check out the Clipper if you want to check it out. Fucking hell, mate. So Brendan wants to settle the lawsuit that he started. <laughs> and Unique wants to take it to trial. He's like, fuck it, we're taking it to trial. If I was Unique, I'd take the money. Fuck it. He's going to settle. 
just take the money. Invest it in your gear. Pay off your rent for the next year or so. I don't know. Take the money, innit? Would you guys take the money? What are you guys saying in the chat? What would you guys do? If you're unique in this situation, because what happens if it goes to court? Will the judge rule and say, what? They have to pay his legal fees. Fuck it. Just take the money. Settle and take the money, no? What would you guys do? I wonder, let me know in the stream chat, what would you do in, in Unique's position? You're being sued by Brendan for clipping something and uploading it on your channel. Imagine a jury that us having to take work exactly for this says, I'll take the money, take it and run, take the money and run. Yeah, it's like it's not even your it's not even your business. You've done nothing wrong, really. Brendan got butt hurt about you maybe highlighting and exposing that he may have cheated on his wife on live stream. You clipped it, you did nothing wrong, zero. Just you know, he had to he had to prove it was malicious or something or it was defamatory. I don't know what he was trying to prove. I'll just take the money and go. Okay, everyone's saying they'll take the money and run here. Blair saying, if I can get it to it to go as far as discovery, that's a W. But then take the settlement after all the discovery dots come out. Why discovery is important? I don't get that bit. What's the, what's the discovery bit? Is that where you have to kind of give more information and background shit? So what, so you could leak that to make more bits and pieces of content? Is that what you mean, Blair B? What's the discovery bit? Um, crashes, I will take the money, plus add stipulations that I receive as speech therapist for eight months. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's another proof. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that that yeah, that might be a smart move, actually, Blair. You double dip. You take the money during only during discovery. Then whatever information you glean from that, you use in your content. Oof, that's cold hearted, mate. That's some that's some Russian level, KGB level type of shit, mate. Um, that's some dark arts for sure. Of John Valdez says he would he could still lose in court. Take the dip bread. Exactly. True. Exactly. There's no guaranteeing. Um, both sides are, will see the evidence. MMA Johnny says he will settle for a bottle of Xanax. <laughs> now leave leave Unique alone, man. We all have our vices. It's all good. I just don't I, Unique. I just don't get how he gets on stream. I don't understand how he can be drunk and high on stream and try and at least do content. I know sometimes he's sleeping and whatnot, but he turns on his stream. He's in his chair. Like I don't know how he does it. He's he's a different. He's a different kettle of fish, mate. He's different gravy. I, I can't do that shit. Both sides sealed evidence. Matruda, I will take the money and expose Brendan even more, says the Clipper. Uh, it just says, if I was about to say all that money is being spent on fake perks. <laughs> uh, I'm not judging the guy, but let, let him live. Let him live. Um, Metallica Mech says, discovery would mean Brendan would take would, would have to take the stand and prove he didn't cheat on his wife. Oh, so then you'd have to prove, you'd have to kind of put into evidence what that note said, or they would subpoena the girl. I'm actually surprised. Brendan's lucky. I'm surprised that girl never came out or never went on the sub and started speaking and shit. Generally surprised she'd never come out. Generally, generally surprised. She just doesn't probably care about clout or just doesn't want to get famous in that regard. I was really surprised she didn't come out and try and like have a little five minutes of fame. It's probably for the better. It doesn't really matter anyway, because I'm still one of the people that believe that Brendan and his wife have some sort of arrangement, maybe a silent one where he can kind of do what he wants. Just don't embarrass me. Um, and if he does embarrass her, then, you know, she, she gets all expense paid trips to Las Vegas um, with the girls and shit you know, suddenly you're in a new car, suddenly you got a new bag, whatever. I think so. I think that's the case. So I think when people try and, you know, clip up stuff and send to, oh, look, he's cheating. I don't, it's a waste of time. 
Personally, I don't like people involving the wife anyway in, in the trolling. I feel like Brendan provides enough content and he's enough of a redact to laugh and point at. I don't think people should be going after her, his wife, even though I understand the rationale because the wife does try and act like she's a public figure. She does think she's a celebrity in her weird in a weird way, which is weird because she's not done anything to warrant being a celebrity. Um, she's had kids with a XF UFC fighter. Um, she was once a presenter for the UFC, I guess in what Mexico one time back in the day. But she does she's done nothing now to kind of justify being a public figure of any sort. But she acts like it. But still, I think she should be left alone personally um and i don't like when people kind of go after her and kind of you know get in her comments and want to be blocked and stuff it's really strange i think it's not needed in the slightest but i still think they have an arrangement i still think they have some sort of agreement where he can do what he wants so i that's why i think all this cheating stuff hasn't really hit as much as people think it would and also i'm a believer that with her being where she's from even though she's not guadalajara mexican because she's born in fucking la like she said in the interview I still think she's from that culture where divorce isn't a thing that you do. Um, and she's older. She's got two kids. She hasn't worked for years. It felt so if, from what we can see, she hasn't had a full-time job in a long time. Big career gaps in her CV. She's not really got anywhere else to go, unfortunately. So even if she did want to leave the guy, where's she going to go? She's got expensive habits, expensive taste. She's lived a particular standard of life for a very long time. I don't see that woman moving into a one-bedroom apartment anytime soon, personally. You know what I mean? She probably wouldn't fit her wardrobe in there. So it makes sense why she's staying. So people just need to leave leave her alone. If she doesn't mind staying, let her stay. It is what it is. People get cheated on every single day. It happens. It's not a big deal. I don't know. Really could care less, to be fair. But I think people go out of their way too much to try and get her involved in stuff, personally. But, you know, what can we say here? Um, suffering, da, 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 she makes clips. When he makes clips, she's a pro. Uh, enjoy watching your content. You have a great personality and very entertaining style. Well done. Thank you, Blair B. I appreciate you. Thank you for the support. I appreciate you for joining. Vagabond says, make clips. Bucha says, except Papa keeps forgetting the silent part, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think when you do that kind of stuff, the rush is in maybe getting caught a little bit, being a bit naughty and doing it close to home. So even though they have a silent agreement, I think it's not fun if it's silent agreement. It's more fun when it's like risque. You do it out in public and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? You're sneaking people into the green room. It's like, shh, you can be my little secret. I think it's all that sort of shit that he probably enjoys. That's probably why he's not doing it properly. But who knows? Either way, I don't care. You shouldn't either. Laugh at Brendan, point and laugh at him, but leave the kids and the wives alone. That's my personal opinion. But I understand why the people on the final subreddit have no mercy because that woman, you know, acts like she's a celebrity, wants to be one. So if you want to be one, part and parcel of the process is that you may get trolled. You may get trolled and you may get trolled. Anyways, that is it, basically, guys. I've got nothing more to talk about, to be fair, when it comes to this. Source. I think I've done all of it. So I'm, until Brendan and Brian directly address anything that's been happening, until the new episode of the Golden Hour, nothing more to talk about. So I'm going to end the random show there. So for those of you who are tuning in and watching the show live, if you could do me a favor and make sure that you smash the like button down below for me, that would be greatly appreciated. Please make sure you do. Um, and what else we need to do here? 
Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll let you know, but of course, of course, I'll let you know about the B Day stream um, on this on the Discord. So if you want information regarding that, join the Discord. I'll give you all the details regarding that. Discord link is in the stream chat. Description is in the description of this video to check it. Whether you're listening on a podcast or down below watching on YouTube, and um, yeah, man, big up the stream chat. I appreciate all of you for hanging out there with me for being a good um, team of people because it's not just me it's you guys of course contributing of course to the show that helps um so let me just shout out before i leave here big up crash 984 mma johnny uh of course bear b here 730 who else we got here vagabond big up you big up the clipper thank you for the for the clip of course before with unique jared mellerick big up you good to see you big up cloud k20 um big up tyler durden that's been here jack cool teju that was here earlier who else that we have here ba, 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 ba. yeah i think i shout out mostly everyone yeah i can't get through the entire thing but you know you're all here you are all here all queer all having a great time i appreciate all of you as per usual and yeah see you guys again very very soon for now take care my friends be well peace and i'll be back very 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 soon peace